Welcome to PowerPlay. I'm Caitlin Bruder, but in Port Ruby, I'm Benny Beckett. What you're about to hear is the audio from our Twitch stream. If you'd like to watch the show, it's live on Sundays at 5 p.m. Pacific on twitch.tv slash qtimes, or you can catch up with our archives on YouTube. For more information, follow us on Twitter at PowerPlayRPG. Hello, and welcome to PowerPlay Season 5. Um, that's a lot of seasons. Uh, so, yeah. Oh my god, I can't believe it is already here. Um, and uh, I'm Rick Budd, your Game Master, and um, these uh, three incredible people you see before you are uh, B. Zelda, our Ulez Galley, Sam Delev, our Cadrax uh, uh, Eversinger, uh, Caitlin Bruder, our Benny Beckett, and uh, Omar Najam, our Vion Vigor, uh, could not be here today. It's planned absence. Don't worry about Omar. He's fine. He's out doing Omar stuff. Um, th things I guess we weren't invited to, but uh, no, no, it's okay. It's okay. We love him anyway. Um, and Omar will be back here next week. Um, so, uh, as usual, I want to start off by throwing special thanks to Jake and Lauren and the mods and everybody at Q Times. Um, thank you for, uh, you know, making this wonderful platform possible for us to do this stuff. And, um, to that end, your subs and your bitch help support Q Times. And your donations to the chip, tip jar help support uh, the people you see on the screen. It's our Feed the Cast Fund. Um, and uh, as usual, we've got some rewards. Here's how they work. Um, if we get to $50 tonight, um, the team gets a point of community determination that anybody can use in the event of an emergency. If we get to $150 tonight, the Mysterious Benefactor. Um, in-game, our team has a mysterious benefactor who provides them with useful gifts that they occasionally even remember that they have. Um, uh, we outside the game know uh, that um, that mysterious benefactor is you, the chat, and tonight uh, the mysterious benefactor, if we get to $150, can provide the team with one healing elixir that restores full stamina to somebody, to one person, to one person. Is this because use. we didn't use it in the <laughs> game? Now, those were three healing elixirs. This is that, that, that restored a couple of points. This is one okay. more powerful okay. one. But yes, that is where I got the idea. So Greater healing potion. Thank you, Caitlin, for pointing out how wildly uncreative I am with these mysterious benefactors. That's 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 why we have her here, folks. You're just um, giving, so, us, a, you're just giving us a second chance. You're giving us a second chance with that. Yeah, with that it's, it's redemption. Um, and if we get to $250... The after credits lore drop, a revealing glimpse of some important but previously unseen part of our story or universe. Um, and uh, tonight I got a good one lined up. Um, you can always see these tiers in chat with the command unlocks. And if you can't support us by donating, you can help us by liking and commenting on our YouTube videos or help sharing our tweets and promoting the show and stuff. And, you know, fan art and, and all this, you know, stuff that y'all do as fans, we, we absolutely love. And, and that is all great and supports us. So thank you so much. Um, and uh, now you can get PowerPlay merchandise. There are t-shirts and stickers with Caitlin's wonderful character art on it, both the original character art and the art that was updated uh, for last season. Um, you can get those at the Q Times Teespring store. Jake will pump that link into the chat for you. The game we play here is called Icons. It is published by Ad Infinitum Adventures. It was created by a cool guy named Steve Kenson. You can find him on Twitter, at S. Kenson. The book edition that I have uh, is published by Green Ronin. Um, they were sold out for a while. They might have them back now. I don't know. Um, I think you can get uh, print for uh, print print to PDF versions from Ad Infinitum directly. It's a very cool game. Um, you can follow the show at PowerPlay uh, RPG on in Twitter and Instagram. And I should mention, it's like by the way on our Instagram, you can see uh, I think pretty much every piece of fan art we've ever got. I got a couple of inquiries between seasons about where people can find the fan art. That is all sitting at our Instagram account. 
Um, Power Play is now available as a podcast for the podcast inclined. Uh, you may find that wherever fine pods are casted. Um, and uh, oh, and oh, really cool. Now there is a Power Play emote. Uh, thanks to Jake. I think I can even use it uh, somewhere here. Wait, hang on. Can I can I do the emote thing from this? Uh, yeah, check this out. Check that out. Oh, oh my God! Yeah, see, I put an emote into the chat, and it's like there is it is exist well. That is that is our very own Ulez Galley there um, uh, doing doing the emote. Um, so uh, yeah, thank you, Jake. Um, and uh, yeah, there we go. Yeah, yep, you found it. Uh, so uh, that is the announcement time for the season premiere of PowerPoint. And we're back. So, uh, wow, actually, it looks like we have unlocked the first tier. Thank you so much, everybody. Team, you will be starting with one point of determination, um, community determination. Uh, so, uh, previously on Power Play, um, a lot happened last season. Um, I There's no way I can recap all the important details. So, you know, I recommend watching it if you haven't seen it. But in a nutshell... The team fought side by side with the newly superpowered Will W. Walton uh, to shut down the cluster's attempt to manufacture supervillains. Uh, Vion learned he might have been murdered from Dr. Shander Pavagi. Um, Lila Pendry and the scientists at Astro sent the team to space where they helped the Keepers, Ulez's people, survive an invasion by the Star Choir, Kadrax's people. Uh, by the time it was all done, Ulez lost their home planet, and Kadrax was banished from theirs. Returning from space, the team crashed on a magic island where they helped Dr. Cyrus King save untold numbers of castaways who had been turned into dinosaurs by Reese Vorton and his daughter Miranda. And finally, the team made it back to Port Ruby, where they found uh, the Knights of the Red, uh, who had murdered uh, Benny's friend Dino Mink, waiting for them. The team narrowly defeated the Knights of the Red uh, and managed to capture them, uh, but the Knights were then quickly killed by the mysterious Red Rage Cloud that has popped up in Port Ruby from time to time, which turned out to be some kind of a living being. That final battle went down on Tuesday, August 17th. Uh, on August 18th, the team visited the grave of Dino Mink, we pick up just over a week later. Um, and holy God, I'm being told all three goals are open. Um, wow. Thank you so much, everybody. So, damn, wow. Yeah, your support means the friggin' world to us. Thank you so much, everyone. We've been um, live for eight minutes. Is that is that correct? That's what is I've got. Eight minutes. Record? Eight minutes. That could know, be a new record. Like, yeah, that's like top three. It's, damn, y'all. It's uh, well within the speed uh, run. Uh, yeah, you just mean it. We don't, right, we don't so you start with your healing potion. We'll just assume that that is something y'all have already. And, ah. uh, and, and we will get a really cool war drop tonight, I promise. Mm -hmm. um, so it is the morning of uh, Friday, August 27th, 2021. 
Um, we are at the Tanner Street Community Center in Warehouse City in Baronsdale. Uh, Benny, what do you think you have been up to in the days since the fight with the Knights of the Red? Um, so Benny quit her job. <laughs> um, and so I think she's been dealing with that as like a what's next kind of a thing. And I think she's not regretting the decision because I think she needed to not work there anymore but also trying to figure out, oh God, <laughs> I need to make rent still. Um, she also has been making some things. Um, she had to make a few store stops. She had to call in a few favors, phone a friend things, but she's she has some things that she's been making and I think they're done now. Um, and she's probably been uh, doing some earth videos. <laughs> she's the only thing she's been take, taking photos of the past however long uh, has been space. And so I think she is finding um, new joy in, in uh, taking photos of and uh, filming earth things. <laughs> Very cool. Um, well, on this morning, Friday, August 27th, you are sitting in the drained, overgrown pool at the closed down Tanner Street Community Center uh, that you have taken to using as your meditation spot where you uh, practice controlling your powers. How do you think that is going? How does Benny feel about her control over her powers at this point? Better, I think. It's def definitely, she's nowhere near where she was, you know, five seasons ago. Um, she's, I think she's still, there's always that little bit of, of fear because she, growing up with it, it was this scary thing that she never had control over. And that's not something that goes away, you know, in a year. Um, but she definitely like, she can sit and burn and not freak out about it and not be worried that she's not going to be able to turn it off or not be able to stop it if it spreads. Um, and so I think her little like pool time has been like helping relieve some of her anxieties about like destruction and breaking things, hurting people that she's kind of worry about. I think she's been spending more time here than than usual. One, because it's been a long time since she's done it. And two, I think she was a little rattled by not being able to burn when we fought the knights, um, which is, I think, also having to deal with that that's like all she wanted growing up was to not be able to burn. And then she wasn't able to burn for a while and it was horrible. Um, and so she's, yeah, just kind of working through that internally. So I don't know if that's the answer you were looking for, but Benny's been burning. <laughs> All right. Yeah, no, that's, that's super interesting. Um, and, you, you know, that is what you do for a while. And then you head home. Cadrax, mm -hmm. um, what do you think you've been up to in the days since the fight with the Knights of the Red? I really would have thought more that... This person who had nominated himself my nemesis, in effect, is gone along with all of his allies, the man who killed me. And yet, I wake up, I feed and walk dog, I see patients, I go home on this planet where... I guess I live now. What is perhaps the strangest thing is just how little is happening, how little of note. I really thought, I really thought there would be more. 
Well, on Friday, August 27th, you uh, you start off the day by taking Dog for a walk. You go past Serrano Memorial, down to Doran Park, past uh, Dose Strong, which uh, remains shuttered. Um, and uh, then back home, um, you were only there for a few minutes when your roommate Abigail Fripp, uh, played by Kristen Bell, um, gets home from her shift at the hospital. She just kind of walks past you and goes, me tired, need sleepies. And, uh, and, and then just walks into the living room and passes out on the couch. Um, you have breakfast and you head to work at Serrano Memorial. Uh, sorry, you head to work at the Serrano Memorial Meldon Extension Clinic in the vault uh, yes. where you work now. I should read past the end of the line. Um, Ulez, um, after yeah. the fight with the Knights of the Red, the team received a bit of media coverage. Mm-hmm. Anne Witt of the Port Ruby Standard uh, wrote you up in her Power Players column and mentioned the detective agency. And since then, the phone has been ringing a little bit more. Oh, wow. Now, none of these jobs have been super interesting. Companies looking for background checks on potential employees, people suspicious of their cheating spouses, insurance companies looking to prove claimants are faking their injuries. You know, real typical PI kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the worst. Um, but you have noticed that a lot of these potential clients are now asking about you as often as they ask about Vion. Finally. Oh, wow. Wow. I've been this for so long. Yeah, anything else you think you may have been up to since the fight at Bray Square? Um, yeah, so like there's been a lot of like the incredibly boring, uh, uh, almost like bureaucratic calls that I've had. But because of a lot of the media attention and being singled out as a visibly non-human has gotten Ulez some really interesting kind of odd jobs. Um, there was a recent one where there was somebody who had the, a lot of the abilities of say like a large cat, like they had the talons, they had the teeth, they had the yellow eyes, but their only issue was they couldn't find a place that would do pedicures and manicures because everybody was discriminating against them. So Ulez had to help them with that. Um, you know, there was the individual who was part octopus that was really having a hard time finding like a nice tank to set up, um, at her home. Ulez had to go like aquarium shopping and really figure out like, and like really support these people because there was some discrimination. Like nobody wants to sell an aquarium tank to somebody who has an octopus for a head. But with Ulez's fame and Ulez's sway, like they were able to really get all of these mundane things that would be mundane for regular people, but were just creating barriers for, you know, folks with superpowers. Love it. Um, Benny, uh, after the showdown with the Knights of the Red, you discovered that just as Dino had promised, your apartment was livable once more. Uh, the hole in the wall uh, that uh, was incurred during that fight involving Will um, was all patched up. It is not the smoothest fix you've ever seen. Um, there is a big spot on the wall where it's clear work has been done, but apparently Dino's uncle's brother-in-law got the job done. I definitely, um, I sent a photo to um, Will that <laughs> <laughs> said, uh, good as new. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, he, uh, he, he got that. Um, and uh, you've got the TV on, and the PR1 news cycle comes up. It is PR1 news with Malik Douglas, uh, played by Omar Epps. It says, uh, 
Welcome to PR1. I'm Malik Douglas. I'm filling in for Stella Combs, who is on vacation. First up, Sovereignty Party leader Preston Conway called a press conference this morning to make a major announcement. And it cuts to video of Preston Conway, who's played by Sam Rockwell. He is uh, standing at a podium surrounded by news microphones, and he says, Port Ruby used to be the greatest city in the world, but it's not anymore. We all know it. We all think it. Now I'm saying it out loud. Mayor Rona Carter, an unelected mayor who holds office only by virtue of the death of Jan Lindell, has run our beloved metropolis into the ground. Coddling superpowered miscreants, defending our, uh, defunding our police, and projecting an image of weakness to the world. How many more bridges and skyscrapers can we afford to lose to her incompetence? Well, I say no more. This city needs a savior. So as of today, I am proud to announce that I am officially running for mayor of Port Ruby in this November's election. And when I hold the office, you can mark my words, things are going to change. And it cuts back to Malik Douglas, who says that's mayoral candidate Preston Conway making his official announcement. In his speech, Conway was, of course, referring to the events of August 17th, when four superpowered individuals destroyed the McQuilly Bridge and nearly toppled the Leland Cypress Tower in Bray Square. While he's talking, they show a series of video clips showing some of the action from the showdown at the McQuilly Bridge, some of the damage done to the Leland Cypress Tower. Uh, the red smoke person who killed the Knights of the Red, and a quick clip of Benny with flames on fighting Shrillick at the base of the statue of Ansel Wad. You definitely see that, Benny. And then it cuts back to Malik Douglas, who says, now we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, an interview with a local eight-year-old who built a fully functional automobile out of pine cones. And uh, it cuts to commercial. Now, anything you want to do, Benny? Anywhere you want to go? Yes, I would like to have had plans scheduled today with my friends who are in town. Um, I don't know if Cadrex is working today. Maybe we could catch them on their lunch break. We'd go visit them at the park nearby or something to that effect. I'm not sure what the other two would be up to today, but. Well, um, like, okay. Um, Kat, they will both be at work. Do you, do you want to uh, make plans with one or the other? Or Yeah, I think she probably would have just like put it in the group chat to be like, hey, does anyone want to get lunch today or something like that? <laughs> okay. I have one hour and 40 minutes between patients. I could do that. Uh, well, oh, yeah, Ulez, you're going to go yeah. too? Yeah. You get a text back that's like, yeah, I can arrive at the required location. Where are we going? You said there was a diner near where Cadrex worked? Or is that near the other hospital? No, that's near Serrano Memorial. Cadrex is now all the way at the extension clinic. Is there uh, a fun place to eat over there? Uh, sh well, there Many places are fun in terms of risk of possible foodborne pathogen. That's, oh, you know what, you're not wrong. <laughs> the vault is, is excellent for finding such locales yeah there is um you know there there, there is like a, a spanish deli called like ferrer's perfect yes. okay love it um 
Well, Cadrax, you are actually at the Serrano Memorial Melden Extension Clinic. Um, you've been back at work since this Monday, and it has been busy. It's also been a little weird. You're getting vibes that some of your super-powered patients who caught you on the news might be a little in awe of you. Um, be in right awe now, of me because I'm a surgeon, not because I am super-powered. Yeah, that must be it. Um, and right now you're in your office, uh, and you're watching the same PR1 broadcast Benny just saw, so you saw all that as well. Uh, when your colleague, uh, Dr. May Tamamoto, uh, who's played by Keiko Ojena, um, peeks inside and says, um, Dr. Dialto, I, uh, I just wanted to see how your first week back is going. Quite adequately. So far, we haven't had any surgical complications. And other than that cancellation for the consult this morning, the schedule is moving smoothly. How are you? Are we collaborating to a satisfactory standard, in your opinion? Oh, yeah, no, I'm good. Um, you know, I've been meaning to talk to you all week, but, you know, uh, you've been so busy. Um, you know, I, I saw you on the news, you know, and everybody did. Um, I, I should ask, you know, are, are you okay? Apart from the one cancellation of the consultation this morning. Yes, huh. I'm quite happy. Well, everybody's kind of wondering, you know, Will there, will there be more attacks? I mean, do you, do you think the people who work here are in danger? I believe that while there are risks inherent in existence and while this appears to be a tumultuous time in the city, if you are at this clinic, I at least would give my life for your safety. Oh, wow. Um, wow. And she seems kind of overcome and, uh... But I would also very much like to dictate my notes before I go to lunch, so if you'll excuse me. And, and yeah, and you go to dictate your notes, um, and, uh, over at the detective agency in Yard Hill, um, Ulez, uh, you are in your office when your office manager, Marilyn Ewart, played by character actress Margot Martindale, uh, brings in a package. Oh. Uh, she, hey, boss, this came. And she oh, drops it on it? your... She, you can see it is from uh, Dr. Cyrus King. Is it like, what kind of shape is it? Um, it's, you know, kind of it's rectangle, you know, I don't know, yeah. It's a little bit bigger than a shoebox, maybe. Okay. Yeah, I'll go ahead and open that. Okay. And uh, um, it contains a stack of Submerger comics. <laughs> and a plastic bag containing a dried flower. Uh, the flower has a purple center and white leaves with kind of multicolored spots on them, almost like polka dots. And there's a short note. It says, uh, greetings from the Pacific, Ulez. As I promised, here's a sample of an incredibly rare plant I recently came across, the spotted water lily. These used to grow all over North America, but in recent centuries, climate change has driven them to a few very isolated areas. I promised to send more samples of other rare species as I find them. I also thought you might enjoy these comic books. Your friend, Cyrus King. This is, this is my first friend mail 
I mean, I've got like mysterious mail before, but I've never received friend mail. Oh, this is exciting. I have to read all of these all at once. Oh, but I have a lunch date. Um, Marilyn, could you put all of these magazines in chronological order on top of my desk, please? Yeah, I live for it. Oh, we um, thank you. Now, meanwhile, over at the Serrano Memorial Extension Clinic, um, Cadract, you're just finishing up that dictation um, when a nurse uh, named Milo, played by uh, Carlos Valdez from The Flash, um, pokes his head uh, through the doors. Dr. Diato, uh, we've got an emergency in the OR and the patient is asking for you. All right, I'm on my way. What have we got? Um, and uh, he's a, a big guy, lots of cuts. You, you gotta see. and. Uh, he leads you to the OR, and inside, um, you find your team working to stabilize a patient. He's a large, muscular man. I'm going to say he's played by Dave Batista, uh, and uh, he has been cut to ribbons. There are deep, open slices across his face and arms and chest and stomach. In fact, some of your colleagues are struggling to kind of hold his guts in. Um, what do you do? I'm going to turn... Back to Milo, if you could ask the office manager to contact the number at the top of my contact list for Benny Beckett. I am going to be late to lunch. If we can also reach out to Serrano Memorial, Maine, we're going to need a consult from plastics for the lacerations on the face and hands. I am going to need a tent blade and we are going to need a lot of a lot of suture kits. Like, I'm on it. And he like turns and runs out. Um, yes. And uh, while you are preparing to act, you suddenly notice that various objects around the room, some of the instruments, pens from people's pockets, little things like that, suddenly start floating and kind of swirling around in the air. The other doctors notice too, um, they are all amazed, but everybody is trying to keep uh, their mind on keeping the patient alive. And the patient looks at you and says, I found you. You, you have to stop them. Help kill them all. And he convulses in pain and, and he barely gets out the word golden. And, and then he goes into shock. His pulse drops. All right, Prochepi. Um, give me a favor. Make a make an make an intellect roll with all of, with any of your bonuses that might. All right, apply. all right, all right, all right. Ah, uh, not the one on the die, my friends. So that's um, eight. He goes into shock, his pulse drops, and you were, you're doing your best, but the light goes out in his eyes, and a moment later, the EKG beeping changes into a steady tone. He is dead. And the moment he dies, all of those falling, floating objects crash to the floor. I'm death. I'm. And the doctor notes the time of death. All right. 
I look around. Were they just the ferromagnetic objects? Just small objects? Investigation roll. Now you roll a four, you absolute bastard. It was simply unkind. Uh, that's a total of ten. Uh, no, you know, some of those pens look like they're plastic. Um, okay. You know, there doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason. It's like it's a lot of small <laughs> things is about all you can pick up, you know. Yeah. No tables or anything. All right. Uh, do we have any information on the patient next of kin to inform? Emergency um, contacts, anything? One of the other nurses says uh, he had a backpack. All right. I will take a look. See what All I right. can find. How did Shadrach, he come uh, yeah. in? Uh, he walked. Like this? Yeah. And, and, and as you look at his clothes, you can see that they are quite blood-soaked. Do me a favor. Give me an investigation roll again. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, what even was that die? That wasn't even... <laughs> Time for a new die. Nine. Yeah, I mean, honestly, probably. It just bounced right out of the tray. Like, it wanted to eat. Uh, but nine. Nine was Nine. Good. Okay. First, you look over his clothes. Uh, from the smell and the general look, you would guess they haven't been washed in a very, very long while. You possibly suspect this guy could be homeless. Um, in the backpack, you find... A few dollars in change in a plastic bag. Uh, three books. Uh, a People's History of the United States by Howard Zinn. Uh, Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen. And Slaughterhouse-Five by Kurt Vonnegut. They are all stamped as property of the Baronsdale Public Library System. Uh, you find a library card stuck into one of those books, like being used as a bookmark, perhaps. Um, it has no name on it, just kind of a barcode. Uh... And there is another card. It says, my name is Hector. I am hearing impaired. Please speak slowly or write down your question or instruction to help me better understand your needs. All That's right. all you Hector. find. Hector. Yep. Got it. Uh, all right. I am going to get in contact with an investigator of my acquaintance in order to get the name and find the next of kin. Uh, please uh, hold the contact the Baronsdale Medical Examiner about this, uh, but inform them we are still looking into identity. And uh, yeah. Um you and your colleagues kind of jump into action to get all that done. Um, meanwhile, at the detective agency, Ulez, you are barely done reading Cyrus King's postcard uh, when Marilyn pokes her head back in. Uh, we got a customer boss. Should I bring him in? Oh, um, well, yeah, okay. And uh, she returns with a... Probably 70-year-old man in a sports jacket. I would say he's played by Graham Greene. And uh, he extends his hand and he says, uh, Marcus Eaglesmith, nice to meet you. Oh, greetings, Marcus. I am Ulez. Huh. And he sits down uh, in the chair across from your desk and he says, You really from space? 
I am. Are you really from Earth? I am. Oh, and he, that is he well. seems, seems kind of impressed by you. He says, well, let me explain why I'm here. Um, my granddaughter, uh, Dawn, ran away from home last week. Oh. 15 years old, lives upstate. Uh, we're Lenasani. Uh, a lot of tribe members live north of the city. It's too quiet for me, mind you. I live in Avalon. I can't fall asleep without the traffic noise, you know? Um, anyway, Dawn is special. She has powers that make electricity. Her whole body lights up with this electrical aura. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, it's, it's, it's quite a sight, but it's also very dangerous. Uh, she can barely control it. And, uh, it's been very hard on her, never knowing when it might happen or who she might hurt. It's tough for a kid, you know? Oh, yes, I have heard this story uh, once before. I have a very close friend who has gone through something very similar, a very hard time in controlling her powers. Does Dawn require a trainer once she is located? Anything's possible. Um, last week, Dawn saw the news report where you were fighting those guys on the bridge, and she saw that giant lava lady save the whole bridge from collapsing. And yes! It, it was pretty inspirational to her. She, she saw a lot of herself in that lava lady, and uh, she asked her mother to drive her to Port Ruby to try and find her, but uh, Mom wasn't too sure, so the next thing her mother knows, Dawn is gone and, and left a note saying that she was going to Port Ruby to find the lava lady herself. Um, oh. That's the last anyone heard from her. It was seven days ago, uh, Friday, August 20th. Her mom is worried sick. She's waiting at home in case Dawn calls or come back. That's why I said I would take charge down here. I talked to the Department of Investigation and the Department of Safety. They said they'd look into it, but since you were on TV fighting alongside the lava lady and the newspaper said you were a PI, I thought maybe you might be the right person to help us. I am. Oh, this is excellent. I mean, we are very sorry that you have lost your, your, um, child? Granddaughter. Granddaughter. Thank you. I struggle with the lineages of humans. Uh, but... No, this would be very good. The um the person who is often on fire is one of my very close allies. That is the individual I spoke of that I think would be a great trainer for Don. But to my knowledge, Don has not located. And do you not know the name of the person who was on fire? Um Is this I... a secret? The person who is on fire. Oh, on the news. Yes, yes, yes. Well, I think I read her name. Is she the same as the lava lady? Yes. But of course they're the same. Well, one was as tall as a bridge and the other wasn't, so... Same? The news didn't make that connection. Oh, truly? That is unfortunate. Hmm. Uh, this is a picture of Dawn, and uh, he gives you oh, a picture you. of her. Fifteen-year-old um, girl, uh, I would say she's played by uh, Elva Guerra from Reservation Dogs. 
Um, and on a side note, if you have noticed that two out of three of my indigenous castings have come from the same television show, that should be a testament to how wildly underrepresented these people are on television. So um, something to think about. Everybody, by the way, check out Reservation Dogs. It's a freaking awesome show. Make a hit out of it so they make more like it. Um, and he gives you the picture and he says, uh, she doesn't have any friends with cars. So if I had to guess, she probably took a bus to the Central Transit Station in Paradise Square. Don't know of anyone she knows in Port Ruby either. So I have no idea where she might be. She has no cell phone. So oh. no you can't even try calling her. Not that I know of. Well, this is not a lot, but this is enough to go on. For I am Detective Ulez, and I have cracked the most difficult cases. This will just be another day. Fear not. Uh, what was your name again? I am so sorry. Uh, Marcus Eaglesmith. Marcus. Marcus, thank you. Thank you so much, Marcus. Um, if you would like to come in contact with me again, you may speak with Marilyn. But for now... I have a lunch date, and then uh, I will find your granddaughter. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll leave my number. If you find anything or, or need anything, you call me anytime, day or night. Oh, I do have a rather quick question. Yes. Can Dawn use her powers for flight yet? Not that I know of. Okay, we thank you. And uh, he gets up. And he heads out. What do you do now, Liz? Uh, I have a lunch date in like 20 minutes. Oh, like what time? Like how soon is my date with Benny and Kendra? You know, if there's nothing else specifically you want to do, we can just sort of cut to the lunch date. Um, you went to uh, Ferrer's, the Spanish deli over in the vault, um, okay. the area also known as Melden. Um, Benny, you are there. Cadrax? Probably you... 20 minutes late, I'm assuming, because there was a text to the effect of, uh, this is, uh, XYZ, Ca uh, Dr. Dialto says they can't make it, and then 15 minutes later, a text from Cadrax that says, I was delayed and I'm on my way. And, uh, yeah. So first, Benny, Ulez, um, you meet up. It's a small deli. It's got a couple of tables and chairs, like, uh, on the sidewalk outside. It's August, so it's warm enough to eat outside, even in Port Ruby. Um, uh, and, uh, yeah, um, you two meet up. Hi, how was your work morning? Greetings. Oh, uh, it has been fascinating. I received friend mail which is mail that a friend has sent me rather than mail that a stranger has sent me. Understandable. Yeah. Yeah. What'd you Very get? exciting. A flower that I have yet to investigate. I'm running out of personal time for myself. It's a really interesting life that I have taken up. But and maybe we need to start talking about work-life balance now that you have like career stuff, but sorry, continue. Work-life balance. We will speak. We'll work on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I received some comics, which I have yet to read, for I have to arrange them. Um, but before all of that, I must solve this really, really complicated mystery. There is a young girl of 15 named Dawn. Um, and I'll pull out the photo that I keep 
somewhere. Um, she is looking for you, Benny. Uh, have you encountered this individual in the past seven days? Do I recognize her at all? You do not. <laughs> no, no. Should I, like, should I be, should we be worried that she's looking for me or? Oh, no. Um, this is, uh, what was that movie that I watched with, we watched with Vion? Um, uh, uh, Karate Kid? Okay. Yes. Uh, if you are the, uh, if you are the old man with the chopsticks, Dawn okay. is the young kid who is seeking your assistance to <laughs> utilize the power that you can harness. She can also start on fire? No, electricity. Okay. But, well, there's similarities. Uh, while we wait, would you do me the favor of keeping an eye out for her? Because I have to do my very best in finding this young girl. Yes, now I scary. I don't think I'm going to be able to not look for her until we know if she's good. She's just like running around by herself? Correct. Oh. No friends, no cell phone, very little resources. Not great. Okay. Um, cool. It, it's about at this point that Cadrax shows up. Ah, greetings, Cadrax. We have not ordered without you. Hey. Ordered what? Oh, water and some lettuce for myself. They do not take or- oh. Uh, yes, the idiom. Yes. Order. Oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. But are you available for a case of detection? <gasps> Another. Today is turning out to be rather busy. You do not have more than one case a day. We have many, many patients in medicine. Oh. <laughs> Well, I mean, I've discovered as a private investigator, my investigation is not as in demand as we would like. Clearly, this is demonstrably false if you are now increasing in the frequency of your cases. And that brings me, therefore, to this powered individual, this former individual, oh. uh, may they be a part of the resonance, and the circumstances of his death. And I will recount what I have experienced. Um, I have a library card and a first name from this, perhaps I was hoping to go to the library and get a name, find out more about circumstances. And I would treasure your assistance, but I, under I infer from context that this is not your only case. Uh, it is not. We are on the lookout for a young girl named Dawn. I pull up the photo again. She I've not seen her. Powers of electricity and is seeking the aid of Benny. Shocking. Truly. Uh, has this is has she found her? Oh, no. no. No, this is the first time hearing about it uh, as of a few minutes ago, so. Have you tried becoming very tall? Then she might see you. That's Assuming true. I don't like to do it without words. without reason because it's kind of, you know, scary for literally everyone else. Oh, you were afraid of. Oh, I thought perhaps you were afraid of heights. No, I'm good. I'm good on that. Yeah, my feet are still on the ground, so I don't know if it quite. Hmm. I think Benny is like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I'll think on that. <laughs> but I mean, I'm I have I have nothing going on the rest of the day so i mean i can help out with stuff 
Has a life of unemployment been fruitful? Uh, yes. I'm still working on it. Still figuring it out, but working on it. If you ever want to do detective work, we always have spots. Dog has their own spot. (laughs) I mean, like I said, the the leg will move repeatedly. Yeah. It is an important spot. Mm Mm-hmm. Like I said, I mean, today I've got nothing, so put me to work, boss. After we eat, because I am very hungry. Oh, (laughs) yes. And then a trip to the library. But we cannot tell Vian, for he will be very, very upset we went without him. Will he not be heartened that we have learned from him and now emulate him even in his absence? Oh, absolutely. Mm Mm-hmm. So you're headed to the library? <laughs> After a good uh, lunch. Yeah, we eat. Um, and then at the end of food times, Benny goes, oh, before I forget. Um, and she goes over into her bag and she pulls out um, two small packages that are just wrapped in like inside out uh, paper grocery bag um, and sets them down in front of the both of you and says, um, so I kind of made some stuff for you guys. And... I was going to try to find like a day that would be, I don't know, like a birthday or something, but then I didn't know any of that for either of you. And then I realized you weren't born on earth, so you wouldn't have an earth birthday. So I figured I should just give it to you because otherwise I would just, anyways, here you go. And just let across. <laughs> Two friend packages in one day. Today is marvelous. Thank you for this paper. I will treasure it. Right. Um, it's a, a thing you, when you were given a gift, sometimes they wrap it to keep it secret. So you pull the paper off and it's the stuff on the inside is the, is the gift. I've torn mine apart. Yes. So inside. I ping the paper because I don't understand the premise. <laughs> this is your first gift in wrapping paper. <gasps> um, I'm enraptured. D- do you want me to give, do you want me to give them a, the, a ping or something? <laughs> You can't ask. Give me a ping. You know. <laughs> sure. No, you, you don't have to roll. Benny, just what, what would they pick up from a ping? Um, glass and metal. Ooh. Both of your, both your packages are different size. So Ula said that they ripped those open. So inside yours is a little box. Um, and inside the box is, um, like an antique compact, um, like heart shaped, yeah. kind of like a, like a, brassy color a light brassy color um it's got like flowers floral engravings in it um and she kind of instructs you to open it and on you open it up and on one side is uh one of the photos from luminos um and the other side is empty with like a plastic sheath in front of it um and she says uh so there's this earth saying i guess that says home is where the heart is and you know even though it's not meant to be like Literally, since you're part human now, I figured I could get you one to take Spire with you. Oh. Um, and, like, yes. if you want to wear it, we can get, like, a necklace. Uh, but I figured you could also, like, like, you know, human anatomy, you could, like, put it in your chest. I, you can do whatever you want with it. But that was, um, yeah. This is, this is beautiful. I, I will integrate it into my suit. Where are human hearts located? Left, right, center? Uh, oh, I will demonstrate. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then on the, the, so there's just the photo. On the other side, 
you can pull this out and she pulls off the plastic bit. Um, if you have some of that purple grass left, I figured you could like press it in there because humans do like flower pressing. Um, yes, I am familiar with that technique. Yeah. So that's, you know, there you go. Oh, thank you. This is, this is spectacular. Receiving gifts is very nice. We wish we had something to return. No, no. We get to keep you. I mean, that's, that's cool. I'm just, you know, happy that you guys are staying. Or indeed, they are a keeper. They are a keeper. (laughs) We thank you. So I am supposed to reveal this in a similar manner. Yes. I attempt to imitate what I presume was the aggressiveness with which the paper was shredded. There are those people who who unwrap packages so as to preserve the wrapping paper. Uh, be- Such behavioral enthusiasm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, in Ula's style, uh, shred. What what is revealed of this glass and metal? So inside there is a small-ish, um, like plain silver frame, photo frame, um, of uh, printed out of a photo, the photo from Sunny's office. Um, so where you're looking out over the crystal city with the broken crystal glass uh, framing around it. Um, and then uh, underneath it is, there's a small little like mesh bag um, and you pull out a bracelet. Um, and it's this kind of delicate white silver that's metal like two thirds the way around. And then the top third is a handful of uh, imperfectly shaped iridescent crystal beads that are separated by little eyelets. Um, and Benny says, I, I spent a lot of time uh, on FaceTime with my mom this week. She makes jewelry. Uh, and I had her kind of talk me through how to make beads with some of the broken crystal I'd swipe from Beta Pixidus. Um, uh, so it's, you don't have to wear it or anything, but I, I figured it was uh, smaller than something that you could put a picture in. Um, and I, for, for both of you, you know, if, even if you can't go back home, you can um, at least... <laughs> aggressive, slightly floaty. <laughs> into your area, your, I find myself overcome with emotion. Oh, oh, good. I, I think... Um, I understand this is the correct manner of its expression. If you like that, then yeah, of gratitude. Sure. Um, but you know, yeah, you, you intensify. Yeah. And then he's like, you, you can, you know, at least take a little bit of home back with you. So I, I do it too. And she kind of holds up her hand and shows off the ring that she and Lola made together last time she was home. And like, so, you know. I slowly release you. We are no longer levitate. <laughs> and... I will sort of twist the bracelet, try to get it on, fail. Because <laughs> it's a, it's anyone a who puts one. a... It's a snap one, like, like a claw. <laughs> Take a moment, study the mechanism, <laughs> succeed because it was intuitive. Snap, yeah. And put my fingers along uh, one of the beads and just hum a little with my voice to hear that it also rings the way that such crystal would. So it's it's kind of like if you were to do the the glass, well, the crystal glass rim trick, but just you can do it off of a bead if you have the voice. 
Huh. This is... That sounds beautiful. Beautiful, both literally and as an expression of our companionship. Thank you. I have a handful of other photos, but these were the ones that I think turned out best. So if you ever want any other ones, I can, I can, they're all printed. Uh, Vion has a lot of bare walls. We should cover them in photos. I concur. Uh, My lacrimal glands are overreacting. But yeah, well, well, welcome home. We thank you. Thank you. So, now what? We're going to proceed to the library, and uh, we will, of course, um, let Benny lead us, that I might catch Ules to the side. Okay. You indicate uh, that reciprocity is required for such gifts. Yes, in every single rom-com that Vian and I have watched, there is a giving, receiving, and returning, but of a different gift of equal sentimental value. Then we must, like these Roman communications, mm-hmm. find a gift of emotional resonance for Benny. Fortunately, we have one of the galaxy's greatest investigators at hand who can discern what will be maximally emotionally resonant for her, and then we may procure it. This is my third investigation. This is a very good day. You are profoundly in demand. It is now proven beyond doubt. Yes, yes. All right, we must proceed before she becomes suspicious Mm -hmm. of her activities. And extremely... Extremely casually slide up like nothing had ever happened and no discussions and and so natural. No Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm so good at being human. Oh yeah. I I sometimes even fool humans. (laughs) So you're headed to the library. Yeah, now. Okay. So um And, uh, yeah, so, Jake, can I have the Baronsdale map? So, y'all are, uh, uh, that's Port Ruby. There's a whole, there's a whole city, folks. Um, oh, and there's Baronsdale. Um, so, the Baronsdale map, y'all are, uh, over, um, by, uh, the vault, which is, uh, up there in the upper right-hand corner. And uh, you are headed, I assume, to the main branch, Peach Branch, um, which is uh, over in Yard Hill, um, where uh, Serrano Memorial is. Um, and uh, so you can see you're, you're kind of cutting all the way across Baronsdale, um, taking taking the subway. We're, we're doing this casually, or, or are we flying? What are we doing? Hmm. Uh, given that there are so many cases on your plate, all th- two of them, Ulez, perhaps we should move with alacrity. Would you both permit my transportation of you? Yes, yes, please. Let's do it. All right. Um, So you fly over to Yard Hill, um, and uh, you show up at the Baronsdale Public Library. Um, Today is, you know, uh, I think you said it's a Friday, so uh, it is midday. It is open. There are a bunch of people there. Big, big. Big branch. Um, and uh, there, um, 
near the main desk, you see uh, Pete Alameda. Um, and uh, he is, uh, he looks like he is busy sorting through a whole bunch of materials. Um, uh, doesn't quite notice you as you walk in. Oh, um, <clears throat> we greet you. Ulez! Hey! Benny! Cadrax! How's it going? Uh, and uh, he, he gives that, you know, big, bright Pete Alameda smile. Pete Alameda, played by uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Um, and uh, he's, what brings you uh, to uh, my neck of the library? We are on a investigation. There is some information that we are looking into. Oh, Library uh, related, specifically. Library related. Yes. Oh, wow. Are, are you here to sign up for, for, for my lecture? You have a uh, lecture. Yeah, well, I'm giving like a little uh, series of lectures on the history of Port Ruby. It comes with like a, a curated reading list where books are selected for by librarians, like through all the branches. And then you, you redo the reading and you come and, and we contextualize it with, with, with uh, um, extra commentary and history and little bits of knowledge. Uh, for example, do you know why Port Ruby is called Port Ruby? No, because it is to the right of Starboard Ruby. <laughs> that's cute um well you know uh it, there there are all these like sort of specious explanations you know it's uh there, there's a story about uh the first explorer seeing the sun reflected off of the bay uh, and seeing the rich red color and calling it port ruby uh and, and then there's like a, another explanation uh where it says like some of those early explorers uh, called it port ruby because they were trying to like lie to their financial backers and make them think that they had found india or some uh place like it that would be rich in precious gemstones so they gave it like a sort of snazzy sounding name to mislead their backers. Uh, but that, that, that is also apocryphal. No, actually, it turns out uh, um, the name Port Ruby is a mistranslation of the name that the indigenous people had always called this area long before uh, the arrival of the European explorers. Um, it's super interesting stuff. Yeah, it's actually a much more accurate translation would be the Bloody Harbor. Oh, it is a wow. far better name. It is unfortunate that it was mistranslated. Oh. Yeah, yeah. We don't know why, but, you know, that, that, that seems to be the case. And, uh, you know, somewhere along the line, uh, that, that just became Port Ruby, and, and we've been calling it that ever since. If this is but a sampling of the facts that you will contextualize for us, this seems like an essential lecture series. Hey, when is it? Oh, well, it, it starts uh, next Wednesday. Next Wednesday. Okay. Still seats available and it's free. All you got to do is sign up and he kind of pushes like a clipboard at you. I mean, I'm free. <laughs> Benny will but, sign up. <laughs> but uh, nevertheless, uh, what can I do for you? We are looking for information on the man who checked out these books, I suppose they are being returned. Hmm. And he takes a look at the books. Hmm. Okay. Hang on. And he puts them to the side and he's typing in the computer doing. Well, these books come from the East point branch. Um, I'd love to be able to tell you more about them. Unfortunately, uh, 
our computer systems um, uh, also date back to the founding of Port Ruby. So uh, um, uh, we, we, we can't really access that much information to just, just whether or not books are available or on hold or stuff. So, you know, sort of bare minimum information like that. Um, but if you go over to the East Point branch, um, I think the head librarian there, his name is uh, Chris Anastides, and uh, he's a good friend of mine. I'm sure he'd be happy to help you. Pete, might I ask, is this a limitation of the computer's hardware or software? If it is a software, then I could simply, well, I could modify it. I could update it for you. I don't really have the finesse to create a whole program for you. But if you're unable to communicate with something that is inside the exact same branch in which you operate in, that is a logistical failure. Yeah, unfortunately, only uh, city authorized technicians are uh, permitted to uh, modify uh, the computer system, you know, red tape. Um, I, I would have had it fixed a long time ago, but uh, they, they, don't, they don't let me monkey around with that stuff. Um, but uh, I don't know. You know. You're welcome to give it a shot. Uh, you know, it kind of looks around it's like, but um, eh, could get me in trouble. So I don't know. Oh, what? Hmm. I have been in trouble before, but what do you consider trouble? Oh, well, you know, it, it, like I said, it's like only city authorized technicians are allowed to kind of play with this programming. It's like it's a union thing, I think. I don't know. Um, so, uh, um, I do I've learned from standing. Oh, I've yes. learned from the nurses at Serrano Memorial that unions are incredibly important and to be respected. Ah, okay. What we must then do is induct you into city authorization. Oh, okay. Well, uh, we will add that to the list. Excellent. But for now, we believe a simple visit to Chris. Uh, Pete, what was his last name again? Anastides. Anastides. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Great guy. Excellent. See, I missed the first name, so we're, we're doing great. We're <laughs> <laughs> a team. All right, so you're headed over to the East Point branch? Yeah, as quick as possible. Yes. All right, Jake, can I get the East Point map? Um, now, funny enough, the East Point branch is way back over uh, in East Point, which is uh, right near the vault, actually. Right. Uh, and uh, you can see it, uh, this map comes up in the upper right-hand corner. Um, How far in absolute there we terms? Go. Far... From, from the vault. Uh, from the extension clinic. Oh, uh, in absolute terms. Um, I mean, these are like city neighborhoods, so, you know. Yeah, so like, are we talking miles? Are we talking blocks? How far? Yeah. 15 or 20 blocks. Okay, thank you. Um, give or take. Uh, and um, yeah, you get to the East Point branch of the Baronsdale Public Library. It is much smaller uh, than the main branch where Pete works. Um, and uh, the librarian, uh, you, you find uh, him, Chris Anastides. Uh, he is uh, standing um, behind the desk. He is the only person there, the head librarian. Um, and uh, he is played by uh, uh, Jason Manzukis. Sorry, it's just me needing the extra 20 seconds to Google these names. Dang, go know. ahead. Um, and uh, he is uh, sitting there, and uh, he is a, a, he's got a book open. He is reading a, uh, a copy of um, um, what is he reading? He's reading um, 
I realize you picked the most terrifying person, so pick a good terrifying book. A good terrifying book? Yeah, if I met this man in the street, I would run away. I love him. (laughs) I love him in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but oh my goodness. Uh, Yeah, okay. He is reading um, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. (laughs) Dear God, man. (laughs) Uh, uh, We greet you. We greet you, and welcome to the East Point branch of Baronsdale Public Library. It is diminutive. Uh, we were sent by Pete. Uh, we, he, he thinks you can help us. Pete? Are, are yes. you Chris? Chris Anastasis? Anastasis. Mm-hmm. At your service. Uh, I don't know this Pete, but oh. I'm happy to help you. Pete Alameda of the Yard Hill branch. Oh, that Pete! Yeah, of course I know Pete. He's great. You know, it's a big city. There could be lots of Pete's. I don't know who's saying. I still have not found the one uh, for whose love people constantly cry out. Nonetheless, we have books. Uh, Great. We have books. We We have a lot in common. I should be curious to find the truth of such a statement. This is a return we believe from a man called Hector. Pete indicated that the books were checked out here and we are trying to find him to notify next of him. And he, uh, he takes the books from you. He's like, hmm. Um, are you police? No, I am a private or, investigator. I'm sorry. I guess we don't have police anymore. No, are we you have not de- for a while. Department of Investigation. Solo Department of Investigation. Solo Department of Investigation. I am the whole department, and these are my allies. Well, my friends, but when Mm. we work together, we do very well. I'm going to take that as a no. Um, Oh, no, no, wait. Uh, Chris, hold on. Please, Chris. Um, I have, I think it's in my helmet. Um, And, like, Ulysses is, like, patting down. uh, And they pull out this paper that when they looked at it at first, it's blank. And then they're going to flip it out to (laughs) Chris. And with my not psychic paper, I would like to prove that I am, in fact, uh, a member of the Department of Investigation. Yes, Ulez is using our one-time use hypno-credentials, which are uh, identical to but legally distinct from Doctor Who's psychic paper. Um, And uh, yeah, he, he looks at it. Oh! Oh, 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 Department of Investigation Library Division. Why didn't you say so? I Anything did. I can tell you, of course. Yes, yes. Um, and uh, he starts typing away at the computer, and, uh, and then he comes back, and he's like, Oh, that Hector. Yeah, I know, I know Hector. Uh, he's in here fairly often. He checks out a lot of books, all kinds of stuff, yeah, all kinds of topics, age groups. The guy's got a very, very wide level of interest. Um, let's see. Uh, his name is registered as Hector Peralta, and uh, he put his address down as 525 Allenwood Place in East Point. Uh, it's about a half mile from here, so. Excellent. Thank you. Could you please, as part of the Department of Investigations Library Division, Give us a printout of the books that he checked out, along with the times and dates thereof. 
absolutely any any anything to help the the library division uh, and he prints that all out for you and he hands you here you go uh thank you you, you, you tell them i was cooperative extremely uh, so yes um i i feel like there must be some hmm Nula's kind of like scans on the um like like the, the the table that you deposit your books at sometimes um is there one of those stamps that you can like set the date to uh yeah of course familiar? sure yeah. sure um Nulis is gonna grab it kind of like make sure the date matches could, could i have your hand please uh holds out his hand Palmer, yes. back uh the back please oh yeah i'm gonna stamp it there you have been certified by the department of investigation for libraries by myself, Ulez Galley, the head of this entire department. Now, I ask you to exist well. Uh, I, will, I will do my best. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank <laughs> you. I'll take the printed paper. And uh, he, he picks up his Judy Bloom and starts reading again. Um, and uh, yeah, um, now what? We have an address. Uh, okay, so you, you peek huh? at the list for anything that stands out. Um, kind of relying on Benny's cultural knowledge for this one. Benny could do the culture, and maybe you can do a frequency analysis, see if there's anything to like the time, the checkout times and dates and mm. stuff. Maybe patterns there. I like that. I will also exist here. <laughs> Cadrex will provide vibes. Yay. Oh, that's um, their thing. Wow, sorry. Okay, hang on. Just Literal a vibes. moment. Just a moment. Do, 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 do. I walked okay. right into that one. So you are... Okay, tell, tell me again what you are searching for. Me? Yes. Um, yeah. So if there's any any similarities between like any of the dates that he's checked out, like um, is it always a Tuesday? Is it always a Thursday? Anything that stands out about any of that information are there any repeat books um any thematic like any clear thematic um i know you said everything was kind of mishmash but there's got to be something that kind of stands out in this list okay investigating. uh investigating might be on the wrong path favor and hmm. make a investigation role whoever is doing this analysis that's my role I forgot. Oh no! Okay, I remember how to play. Uh, ten plus twelve—that's just twelve. Okay. Um. Pretty much like Chris told you, you don't really see patterns in the way of, you know, th these cover all subject matters, all age groups. Some of them are even in different languages. Um, he takes out a lot of books. Mm -hmm. It is a surprisingly long list. The only thing you notice is that the whole list sort of uh, starts, only starts to accumulate um, on uh, November 30th of 2020. 
That is when the first books are checked out. Okay. Cadrex, you told us, did you tell us everything that happened? I with Hector? it, yes. Okay. Are there any books on here that have the word golden in the title? There are not. Okay. Is there any sort of like, because if they're all over the place in like genre and like age grouping, is there anything in the titles? Like, are there any groupings that all, they're all the same like letter in the name or like the words are like. No. I'm trying to see if there's any, like any pattern to like how we picked the books if they're all over the place. Like, no. There's not a group that start with the same letter or like a, yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. And and one other question from the library information that we have. Uh, is the address on file what is given when he signed up for his library card? I know that's when I gave mine. And when did he do that? When did he sign up for the library card? November 30th. Okay. 2020. Okay. So he gets the library card and immediately starts this prolific, if eclectic, reading list. Interesting. Okay. All right, and yeah, we're still heading towards the house or the address. Yes. Tell you what, while you're heading over there, why don't we take this opportunity to take a 10 minute break? Um, and uh, um, yeah, uh, it's going great. Um, we will be back in 10 minutes. Uh, don't go nowhere. Thank you so much, everybody. And we're back. Um, I hope you enjoyed, uh, the fan art reel. Um, we, you know, we, we absolutely love the fan arts. Um, seriously, whenever y'all do that stuff, we like, we send it around to each other and like everybody, it's just like, it, it, it is like, Honestly, part of the, the biggest thrill of doing something like this is seeing, you know, how, how, it, how it plays out in your imagination. Um, it increases so, the internal temperature of our chest cavity. What they said. Um, and uh, so, yeah, thank you for that. And I, and I, I have been told apparently y'all are still donating. Um, so just, wow, thank you so much. Um, honestly, it's like being able to pay these people for their time. It, uh, just, you know, it's, it's kind of the most important thing in the world to me and y'all make that possible and have made it possible. Every single game that we've played, I, I think this is like the 49th power play or something when you count all the one-offs and, and miniseries and stuff uh, vaguely in that area. And, and y'all ha y'all have come through literally every single time. And, uh, you know, uh, we, we could not possibly be more grateful for all the support that you, that you give us. Um, so uh, we're going to pick up uh, right where we left off. Y'all were leaving um, the Baronsdale Public Library uh, East Point branch and headed uh, to the address you got from the head librarian, Chris Anastides, uh, that said this, uh, this guy, uh, Hector, um, uh, uh, Hector Peralta, who came into Cadrex's clinic in the first half, um, had given his address as 525 Allenwood Place in East Point, which Chris said was just about a half mile away. Um, so you get to 525 Allenwood Place. Um, and what you see is a nightclub 
called Hotlands. Hotlands, like yes, H O T L A N D S. Hotlands. Oh, not like a local area network. Got it. Yeah. No, no, not okay. yet. Yeah. I was looking Sorry. into that one to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I know my pronunciation is not fantastic. That'd be great but, yeah, for Hotlands. Um, and uh, without any investigation, easy to see. Um, on on the front door, there is a sign. It says "Closed by order of the City of Port Ruby Department of Buildings." Oh, well, that's. Are, are we all prepared to go inside? Uh, yeah. Certainly. What? Is the date of the order? Uh, the date of the order. Hang on. Uh, the date of the order. Just give me one second. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> Stay exactly where you are. Mm -hmm. uh, the date of the order. Very closely. Is uh, November fifteenth, twenty twenty. Ah. So he set a closed nightclub. As it address? It was already closed by the time he set it at his address. The nature of this place, should he not live above it, certainly contextualizes his unhoused status or apparent oh. status thereof. Could he have been squatting here, or was it just like a just to have an address that no one would question because it was real? He appeared capable of walking. Uh, 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 living without a house in a place that isn't a, a residence. But if you live there, it's residence. Uh, do you guys want to do breaking and entering? <laughs> Find out if he was living here. <laughs> it is something we have done many times with, without labeling it. Yes. But we can also do labeled breaking and entering as required. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh is the door locked? The door is, in yeah. fact, padlocked. You know, yeah, it's got like a chain. You know, that's how the Department of Buildings closes stuff down. Um, May I resolve that lock then? Yeah, give me a complex task roll. Thank you. No, uh, I got a one. This is going to be easy for you. Um, all right, that's a 16. Uh, they, I mean, it's like this is like now become so such. These, these, these primitive earth locks, you know, this is so second nature for you. You basically just touch the thing and it just pops right open um and uh yeah you take off the lock and take the chains around the door and the door creaks open um there we have not broken it therefore there is no breaking only entering precisely i'll take it yeah we're gonna walk on in hopefully my okay. dim light will be enough to kind of that or anything kind of leaking in like sunlight wise through any windows phone light too yeah yeah, I mean, Ulez's light helps. Um, phone lights help. There is nothing coming in. This looks like one of those nightclubs where, like, you know, it's dark. Blacked out. Yeah, windows. right, you know. Um, and uh, they don't want you thinking about if it's, it's getting early or late or whatever. You know, they just want you partying all night and buying drinks. Can um, I try for a light switch? Give me an investigation roll. Oh, okay. Well... Okay, all right, Max die, let's go. Nine. You do find a light switch. Try it. Maybe Click it on, nothing happens. Cut the power, okay. Figured I'd check. Um, 
why don't you all give me investigation rolls just to start off so we get what, what you just see by looking around? May I give yes, you a ping? I'm, I'm focused on beings as well. I'm concerned about the source of lacerations and don't know if they're in the club. All right, Benny, you got a five? Yes. Uh, Les, 13. Okay. Uh, Kadrax, give me your ping roll. I am simply vibing. <laughs> uh, same. 17. Many fives. Okay. You set off your ping, um, and uh, this place is all one floor, and basically the whole building is kind of ahead of you, so you are able to kind of clear, as far as you can tell, the whole structure with just the one ping. You do not detect any people. What do the investigators find? Oh, right. Yes. <laughs> right. I found uh, a light Liz. switch, and that's where my usefulness ended. <laughs> Benny found a light switch. Um, yeah. uh, Ulez, you got a 13. So, um, yeah, you know, y'all walk around a little bit with Ulez up front, kind of using their light to shed light. And oh, um, they're uh, delightful. Yes. Me describe things good. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, um, basically, as far as you can tell, you, you do not see a ton of interest. There is, you know, a huge dance floor. There is, you know, uh, uh, bars lining, uh, you know, most of the walls. You know, it's like big long bars. And then there are sort of like small little ones, you know, uh, tucked away in corners and stuff. And uh, um, there is no more booze. It looks like the bars have been cleared out. Um, and uh, we... Oh, okay. Um, th there's no more booze. The bars have been cleared out. Um, and uh, there is there is some garbage on the floor. Looks like, you know, when, whenever this place was cleaned out, you know, some uh, empty boxes were left behind, papers, little rolls of masking tape that have been used up, probably used to box up whatever they took out of there. Um, How does it look in terms of, like, like, if anybody was living here, like, does it look lived in? Are we talking, like, Piles of clothing in the corner, piles of refuse, are any of the chairs kind of like kicked over, anything broken, anything shattered? Um, you walk through the whole place and uh, it, it looks like the place, you know, from the front is locked up tighter than a drum, you know, like the lock that Kadrax just removed. Uh, from the back, it just has uh, a door that's got like, um, you know, like a, like a deadbolt on it. Um, and when you arrive there, uh, the deadbolt is open, but the door is closed. Um, you kind of look around in the area and uh, you find there are some empty bags and look like sandwich wrappers maybe inside of them. Um, some empty cans of soda. Um, some candy bar wrappers, but any, you don't really, any what? Any change? Any loose change in the uh, sandwich wrappers? No, you don't find any loose change. Um, okay. and, uh, hmm. um, and, and yeah, that's about it, but you don't, you don't find any, you know, there's no conspicuous signs of like, you know, it doesn't look, there's no bed, there's no, it doesn't look like there's people living yeah. there, there's no clothes or, you know, things that, you know, just looks like maybe somebody might have been coming in the back door to eat or something like that, but. Um, when I pinged, was there anything 
structurally unsound about the building. I know that uh, their buildings have in Port Ruby become slightly more unsound due to mysterious uh, seismic activity of unknown origin. But like, this is not the health inspector. This is the buildings department. Is there anything that, why did this building shut down? And by the way, whose name is it on the order? Who, who, what inspector signed it? Um, there's not an inspector's name. It's just uh, stamped it's by you know, the department. Yeah. Um, you, what did you get on your ping roll? 17. 17. Okay. Um, you're not an architect or anything, but even you can tell that, yeah, there's something off about this place. Some of uh, the principal support beams seem to be a little less straight than maybe they are supposed to be. Um, you, you, you pick up a couple of cracks in the walls and uh, maybe even, you know, with a 17, you sort of detect some hairline fractures um, in pipes that, you know, run throughout the walls and the ceiling and under the floor. Can I Google Hotlands Port Ruby and like see like and click the news tab and just like see did something happen or was this just like bad maintenance? Hey, give it a shot. Give me a uh... Oh god, I always offer to Google things and I remember <laughs> for it. <laughs> okay. Uh seven. Seven. Um you find articles um seven uh you find an article that says um the hotlands nightclub uh was closed down by order of the department of buildings uh after incurring structural damage from an earthquake that occurred on november 15th of 2020. cool i'll read that out loud um Okay. Okay, this is useful information. Thank you, Penny. It's just a matter of how do we put all the pieces together. Is it, there's not like like did we see an office or like a basement or like there would have it, been a business office? Yeah, theoretically somewhere that may not yet have items. Uh, it those might have been cleared out, but we ought at least look. Uh, you walk around with Ulysses 13, uh, I'll say, you know, that applies for the whole building. And um, you do find an office that has the desk. Uh, you know, there's a power strip left on the floor, but nothing's plugged into it. Um, the desk has some push pins and pens and paper clips in it, but it looks like it has been otherwise cleared out. There are a couple of filing cabinets in the wall, but uh, most of them have been cleared out, and what has not been cleared out just seems to be, you know, invoices for booze, kind of very typical stuff you might expect to find at a bar. Uh, invoices for booze, um, is there a name of a person associated with any of those business invoices, like the club owner, perhaps. Yeah, like someone who signed or a manager or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, everything is signed for. Um, well, you know, the vast majority of stuff is signed for by the manager, um, Blake Mathis. Right. Well, that is one of the few further leads we have thus far. 
It is, but I feel like... Uh, I feel like we are a little stumped. We do not have the ability to rely on Vion's post-cognition that might reveal what previously happened in this room. Unfortunately, we have only our own wits and not that of a skilled oh. mage. Ah. Uh, hmm. Uh, what time of day is it? Uh, it is... By this point, no, no, 4 p.m. There's a little Pretty bit of light daylight. Time of year. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's, it's still light. Um, 4 p.m. in August, sure. Okay. Tadrax, you have given me a brilliant idea. I could perhaps construct a device that can replicate the abilities of postcognition, uh, but I must do this quickly because it is powered by solar light. Therefore, oh, four o'clock. We don't have much time left. You can improvisationally build devices. Yes, for this. Good, good. Proceed. This would. Oh. This will be excellent. Oh, yes. Uh, there were many things in this nightclub that can be used. Tables, bars. Uh, I saw some sandwich bags on the ground. Oh, there are lots of things we could utilize. Excellent. Good. I will help scavenge materials. All right, okay. I'm reading up on how this works again. Yeah, Ulez, you have to make an intellect test. Use your, this is, Ulez is using their gadgets ability. Um, they can build little gadgets that for a small period of time um, will duplicate most of the powers in the book. Um, and uh, their only limitation on that power is that uh, they, they have to have some external power source to them. So thus uh, the solar power that Ulez is referring to now. Um, Ulez, you have to make an intellect test to which you can apply any of your applicable bonuses. So for you, probably your mechanics or something like yeah, that. Yeah, 100%. Um, uh, against the desired power level uh, that you want. So up to a maximum of your power level. So your gadgets are uh, level four. Yep. Um, so the highest you can go for is level four. Okay. Um, you're, you're building uh, a device that sort of simulates post-cognition and basically the way it works is like, you know, uh, the, the further you're going back in time, the more power you kind of need. Mm -hmm. So um, it's going to depend on how far back you want to look in time. Uh, and, and then you can you can go for, you know, level one, level two, level three, or level four, and that will determine the difficulty you're rolling against. Okay. Um, yeah, looking to go, I guess, I don't know, relative... Uh, relatively far back to November fifteenth, twenty twenty. We know November fifteenth. What about thirtieth? Sorry, thank you. The thirtieth. Well, they're both relevant for. Well, separate no. When did reasons. it get shut down? Shut down yeah. on the fifteenth. It was used as a library card date on the thirtieth. Yeah, um, we know that the. Um, Rick, just double checking. That was all right. Yeah. I did that. We know that. We know the November fifteenth quake. Yes, the November 15th quake could have Which been caused one? by anybody. Okay, it, it, it's caused by a certain Which person. One? We'll call them just, you know, for sake of anonymity, uh, Madrax Meversinger. Uh -huh. Ah, um, okay, I definitely don't know what it is. Was, <laughs> was that the pilot quake, or was that when I got real mad at the power station? Uh, that was when you got real mad at the power oh, station. Oh, yeah, because it was in, the first one was in October. Mm. What about it? But, yep, nope. Okay, cool, great, awesome. Uh, yeah, so the point being, we we do know in broad strokes what would have incited on the 15th. Correct. 
Um, yeah, so what do we think is relevant then? Would it be the 30th that we want to determine? Either the 30th or if we require a less ambitious retroactive analysis, something more recent to see if Hector was still in this area, still used these facilities. We're interested, I am interested in the events that precipitated his death. That did not happen on November 30th, 2020. I am quite clear and certain on that matter. Um, For what it's worth, I think we will have more success if it is something that we can look up that is more recent. I do not have the expertise that Vion possesses. You have your own. Oh, I do. Thank you. Very well. All right, yeah, so I'm going to... Two weeks ago, maybe? Okay, and uh, so you're going to... What what level are you going for? Four. Level four, okay. Um, so, yeah, your intellect is... You do, you do six, six, and you get to add to that... Um, uh, your robotics, which is plus two, so it's eight, and I'm I'm rolling on the floor. Uh, give me your roll. See what you two weeks notice. I got a six on the die. Um, yeah, so that will work. Um, and uh, yeah, you have uh, out of little bits of uh, junk and 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 in parts that you have found in this desk on the floor, maybe in the walls, you have pulled together enough uh, little. Uh, um, baubles to build this gizmo um, and uh, you it's solar powered so you have to take it outside mm-hmm. um, you gotta wait for it to charge and you gotta wait for it to charge let's say it takes I don't know a good hour or so to charge up um, given <laughs> uh, you know that what you know, the, the paucity of parts you had to build it out of mm-hmm. um, so um, it's probably about I don't know five p.m. now, um, but uh, in the in the downtime, really quick. Yeah. Um, I okay. Can I pull up just like just whatever the equivalent of like maybe Instagram or like Twitter would be? I want to try to look up Don. Oh, what was it? Eagle Smith. I want to see if I can Eagle look Smith. up on Don Eagle Smith and see if I can find her on social media anywhere. Um. Maybe she doesn't. She's still, you know, teen, but like. Give me um, an investigation roll. I always do this to myself. <laughs> That's so bad. That's a five. Uh, you are not able to find okay. any trace of her, which, you know, but, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, you don't quite know. You know, which she, she might not go by her, her, real name, name, her name, right? Yeah, you she's know. young. So it's but like I figured you I can't just... even you can't even say for sure whether or not you know your search means that she's got nothing or if you just didn't find it fine exactly so i just just wanted to try okay yeah it was worth a shot while benny is doing that while uh while i guess ulez and cadrax are outside like probably sitting on the sidewalk outside yeah um, sitting on the curb style just like waiting for it to charge Mm -hmm. uh so you can build any kind of device. Oh, indeed. It's something I have been practicing with the new addition to my parts as Ulez. Uh, well, specifically as a keeper for... Uh, but that is not the conversation right now. Um, I have acquired a new interest in creating 
creating. Is it derived from your elbow? Or is it? Yes. I show off my very cool new elbow. I elbow bump as I have seen healthcare professionals do at times. Yep, yep, yep. It's a very good elbow bump. Is it always improvisational for you or could you recreate something schematically? Oh, I could, but it would take much more time. I have an idea for a particular object. I have examples of such an object. Okay. If I could show you, could you create a similar one? We would be delighted. This is a very good challenge. Excellent. I would like to uh, sketch out, I suppose, schematics of a star coral recording device, like the one that has uh, Sonneville's lullaby on it. Ooh. Huh. This is very unique, but I believe that we have seen many parts that can replicate the same ideas that we need for this. This is, this is possible. Excellent. Though, I think we should be discreet about such a construction. Oh, yes. This is a part of investigation number... Three. Three. Correct. Correct. Yes. Okay. The most yes. urgent one of all. Truly. Okay, we will begin work on this right now. Uh, uh, we must return back to the nightclub. That office had some supplies that we could utilize. Plus, there was a bathroom and a utility closet that we have not explored yet. There are pins inside of the padlock as well that might prove useful for the rotation oh, mechanism. Brilliant, yes. We would like that. All right. So we'll begin the scavenge for parts for advice. Yeah, you're trying to build this now here? Yeah. Okay. As long as we can find the right tools. While the thing's charging. Yeah. While the thing is charging, um, okay. This is a very, very advanced thing because it is a star choir recording device. Um, both of you give me an investigation. Okay. I've clearly lost one of my dice. That's okay. Look, what you have to remember is I have value. And I'm <laughs> cute. Yeah. I got a 13. Oh, good. Thank you for carrying me. Seven. <laughs> Seven. Um, Ulez, you find... You dig through that supply closet. You... Cadrax maybe opens up a couple of walls for you uh, using their blast powers. Yes. So you can stretch, try pulling some electronics out of, you know, out of the walls. Oh, yeah. um, Behind the you disassemble that TVs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, disassemble that power strip, you know, a- anything you can get your hands on that you haven't already used. Mm-hmm. And you get an assembly of items that you think might maybe be enough to do it, but you would still, of course, need a power source for them. Um, How long until the sun goes down? Uh, we said it's about five o'clock, so I'm sure the sun probably goes down, I don't know, 6.30 or 7 or something like that in August. Let's say 7, so you get like two hours, maybe. Okay. Can you build a version that is 
currently unpowered. Oh, uh, yes. effectively a of of a batteries required style, whereby uh, the batteries might be thermal energy. That might be more complex, but let me consider. Uh, Rick, I'm considering help. (laughs) Yeah, if I I read Sam directly here, they're saying uh, heat power. Yeah. Um, So uh, you you, you have a source of heat power with you. Um, So um, why don't you give me an intellect roll with your mechanics bonus on it? This is going to be very hard. Okie dokie with my... Which is just a two. That's an 11. Uh, that is a marginal success. Um, you, success. well, marginal success is up to me. Um, essentially, it's <laughs> like the, the point of determination, and I'm not saying that we're using it toward like, like, like ultra plot important purpose. But is this a place where maybe we want to bump up our level of success? Yeah. Also, um, Sam there pointed out on the break that Ulez probably deserved a point for honest but naive when they outed Benny's secret identity to Marcus Eagle Smith. Um, and uh, I, I, I was pretty convinced by that. I tend to prefer these things be called in the moment, but Ulez, I, I did credit you with one point of determination. So the team has a point yeah. and Ulez has a point. I think then I will use my point. Um, oh, I forgot I added a quality. Oh, that's our team quality! Oh my god, thank you for putting that in my character sheet. That's beautiful. Yes, you know I'll have a team quality. What's your team quality? You mess with one of us, you mess with all of us. That is right. Love it. Um, Okay, so you are using your uh, point to add two onto your roll, which gives you a 13, which makes it a moderate success. So the device is built. Um, how long it might last is a little shaky, but you know, these things always have a temporary lifespan at a moderate success. That lifespan will probably be on the shorter side, but you now have a functional star choir style recording device. I love that. Um, I think this one looks a little like clunky, um, in the sense that it's kind of like got that like Ulez pattern with like, you can see the distinction between every single part that was added. Um, there's like a lot of color gradients. Uh, but it's it's it does serve its purpose. It just looks unique. Yeah, no, absolutely. I love it. And uh, powered by heat. Um, mm-hmm. At this point, I would say your um, the easy post-cognition device is charged. The post-cognition device goes ding. Yeah. <laughs> ding. Oh, oh, good, good. I'm glad I set that egg timer. All right. <laughs> um. Now, I think this device, I've been really considering what I want it to look like. Um, And I think, so, supernatural shows or paranormal investigators, they always have, like, those EKG monitors that have, like, the, the, uh, the dial almost. You've got, like, a crank, a little antenna. Um, like the, the PK, PKE meter from Ghostbusters? That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah basically. <laughs> but it's, it's obnoxiously large, you know, like two hands to hold it. Um, not stylish at all. But again, it will serve its purpose. Okay. Um, what do you want to try and postcog? 
Like where? Like what, you know, a spot, an item, where? Uh, Lilith will turn to Kadrex and Benny. Okay, um, so uh, as as well as not being an expert at post-cognition, I often do not consider the the pressures that are put on one to specifically choose a location that has to hopefully contain the information that we want to project. Uh, any ideas on what this item should be to locate our, our friend Hector? The sandwich wrappers? The sandwich wrappers? Oh. They're perhaps among the most recent. Uh, the doorknob to the back door, perhaps, as well. Excellent. And we'll pop back in to do that. All right, Ulez. Um, uh, like you time. head over and you do what? The, the sandwich wrappers first? Yeah. We miss you, Omar. We really do. This is how we're honoring you. We'll never get past it. <laughs> yeah, Omar, you're here in spirit. Um, actually, he's always here in spirit, right? Okay. Um, so Ulez, give me um, give me a post cognition roll. Your power level is four, so d six plus four. Ooh, well, how's a nine? Uh, a nine Can will I have my be investigation. Trying to uh, or whatever. No, no, nah, we okay. don't usually apply. I'm pretty sure we don't apply as investigation to that, but it's okay because nine is going to be enough. Okay. Um, that that'll be a major success. Uh, which means you're doing the sandwich wrappers. You said right. Correct. So now you can't broadcast this to the others because you don't oh, have right. Omar's broadcast power. Uh, the Eon's broadcast power. Um, but what you see uh, when you turn on the device, um, you see this large, muscular guy, um, played by Dave Bautista, uh, and he is wearing a long coat that looks kind of rumpled and, you know, he, he, he's wearing kind of dirty clothes. And uh, he is just standing uh, by the back door, leaning against a wall. And uh, he is eating a sandwich, and he you know, takes a bite, and he drinks soda, finishes the sandwich, takes a bite, drinks soda. And uh, you see him finish the whole sandwich, and then it ends. Oh, okay. Well, um, since I do not possess the ability to project the... <clears throat> these as our ally does. Well, let me describe in great detail what I witnessed. There was a man of rather large stature, broad shoulders, head shaved, bald, darker skin, very uh, prominent pectorals. And he was wearing clothing that have not been washed in a rather long time. Um, reminiscent of, oh, you have an entire population of individuals who are suffering from homelessness due to the inability of government to provide safe housing for them. However, let's return to the sandwich. This sandwich, I we could not determine what kind of sandwich it was, but it was consumed in one bite, another bite, and there was another bite. The mastication was very, very well, and Ulez takes the time to um, really, really chew the scenery. Yeah. Oh, 
Yeah. Oh, wow, Sam. He's <laughs> fast here, baby. Let's go. Yeah. Um, uh, you're trying and then to... to reveal no information at the end. Right. Now, do you want to try the doorknob also? Yes, please. Okay, give me another roll for the doorknob. Oh. Uh, nine. Okay, that is actually the... I, I rolled the exact same thing also, so that is the same major success. Um, you see the same man. He opens the back door and uh, he takes the sandwich wrapper and he throws it on the ground, finishes his soda, throws it on the ground, and then he takes out of his pocket a receipt and he crumbles the receipt up and he throws it ahead of him like into the parking lot behind the building and then shoop, ends. Oh! Okay, I, I, we have some new information to reveal and, you know, Liz will detail and then and and then there was a um, when you make purchases, they print out a informational of all of these store information plus details of your purchase that was crumpled and thrown into the parking lot behind us. Did this appear a deliberate or a careless act? Oh, very deliberate. As I understand, we should not be throwing litter on the ground. Hector did not care about that. Precisely. I cannot understand quite from the description whether this was an intentional act of littering or perhaps a means of offering clues. Oh. You did specify that Hector potentially possesses some abilities, therefore he could be familiar with the idea that people would be looking after him. Let us go into the parking lot while I consider this. Agreed. Okay, and you walk out that back door and into the parking lot. Um, give me an investigation roll uh, for anybody who wants to look around. Yeah. Okay. Don't imagine this parking lot is very busy. No, it's empty. There's not a car in it. It's chained off from the street, but from this side, you can just walk right in. Okay, uh, 12. 12, okay. Um, you look around, and uh, along the edge of the building, like in, you know, up into the corner where there's like a fence... Um, you can see like a whole bunch of crumbled up, you know, like little pieces of paper about that size. Looks like he has maybe done that, like, you know, a whole, like the way there were a bunch of sandwich wrappers. It looks like if those are all his, every time he finished a sandwich, he just crumbled up the receipt and just threw it outside. And they sort of, the wind collected them in a corner. Um, do you, uh, check them out? Yeah. Where are they from? Um, you open up a whole bunch of them. Uh, they have been there, you know, at this point, many months. So it's like they're kind of brittle paper. They look like they've been rained on, you know, yeah, some of them are the ink, right, has dried <laughs> out, you know, the ink has run off of some of them. But from looking at enough of them, you can see that they come from Herman's Bodega at 533 Allenwood Place. We have a new location. Herman's Bodega. Oh, we like bodegas. They often have flowers. And cats. Oh, yes. Bodega cats are very nice. Well, and he, he's re regularly there, so whoever works there might know more about him. And it is, is just down the block. Oh, 
Uh, do we by chance pass it, Rick? Could I teleport us? This is probably not um, my best move. You know what? It's not worth it. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't think you would have seen it coming in. You know, unless you were specifically looking for it. Um, mm. uh, but you go back to the building out the front. Um, uh, before we leave, though, um, oh, yeah. Ules is gonna say quickly to Benny. Oh, um, uh, we forgot to turn off the tap. Um, outside. Uh, really bad lie. Really bad. Uh, Ulas tries so hard. Um, I mean, whatever you're asking Bunny to do, she'll go do. <laughs> so oh, it's they're trying to get away out. Like, could could you remain stationary while we go investigate the water that we have forgotten to remove? Um. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, we thank you. We'll be right back. And just uh, running cool. around the corner of the building to like we we put our little device like the charge in like the side like there's like a little nook maybe like smokers would go outdoors, <laughs> um, covered in cigarette butts. But it gets a really good amount of like natural light. Um, how uh, does this device look about ready? Like, cause I know we wanted to set it up to like cook for a little bit without Benny. Is it ready? We're talking about the recording device? Correct. Yeah, uh, the recording device is, well, yeah, it, it, let, let's say it's charged up. What do you want to okay. do with it? Um, I'm going to pocket it. Metaphorically okay. pocket, yeah. Okay. Uh, and then run back, like, okay, I have accomplished my task. Uh, what I said was completed. Cool. Very smooth. Mm -hmm. Um... <laughs> And now you head over to the... Yeah, we... <laughs> yeah okay. Um, you walk up the block, uh, and uh, it's just a couple of doors down. Um, you see Herman's Bodega. It, its sign is, like, teeny tiny. Uh, it is a very, very inauspicious-looking building, um, you know. Um, and uh, strangely, uh, there is a car that is parked on the sidewalk, like, right in front of it, like, at an angle. Like in a way that there's a uh, narrow street parking or like this was someone just messed up kind of and left it like that. It's like somebody just, yeah, parked their car there. In fact, um, as you get closer to it, you can see that the car is actually still running. Oh, is there anybody in it? Yeah. No. Like, okay. It didn't hit anything. Like they just pulled it up there like that. Yeah. Okay. It indicates urgency. And yeah. the man we are investigating was shredded nigh to ribbons. We should move in and oh. prepare for potential conflict. Oh, this is okay. a sign of urgency. Yes. Oh, we go what we go. We go if we can get if there's a window or anything we can get a look inside the Kados is gonna yeah. start sliding up the wall to prep doors and corners for entry. Um there is uh, a window. Um, it, it looks like, you know, it has had all these, like, uh, kind of newspapers and advertisements taped over it. You know, it's like it's, it's some places do, like, kind of block out the sun that comes in at, like, a bad angle. Um, tell you what, Benny, you can try and look through that. Give me an investigation roll. Oh <laughs> the amount of investigation checks I've accidentally talked myself into. Five. I'm torturing Caitlin with investigation checks. Um, <laughs> five. Um, you... you you managed to peek through the crack between two of these, you know, window coverings, and, and you, you can you can kind of catch what you think is the back of a man's head, but 
that's all you can really see. I mean, should I just, should I walk in like I'm going to go buy something and just see what happens? Oh. Or. Yes. Uh, yes, we need to move in now. Okay. Uh, please be safe. I'm going to, I'm going to walk in like a customer and hope that nothing terrible is happening inside. <laughs> all right. You go to the door, you pull on it and it is locked. From here, can I see anything? Is like the door glass or is the door solid? Uh, the door is glass. When you look through it, you can see, you know, there's like um, like a, you know, like a drink freezer that's kind mm -hmm. of like right there, kind of half blocking it. Uh, and then like just to the side, there's like a magazine rack and you can't quite see around the corner to where the, the back of that guy's head was. The hours be, like, very on, sharply right. Yeah, the hours in the front, this is within operating hours. And oh yeah, a little after five. There's no yeah, be right back there. No, nope. you don't see anything checking. like that. Yeah, okay. easily easily within their hours, which are you okay. know until one a.m. Make sure I can scare the shit out of some owner who just like needed a second. But I'm just be like, uh, Kedrix, it is uh, locked, and then she'll step out of the way. <laughs> uh, Rick, I have a fifteen. Says it isn't locked. <laughs> fifteen? Uh, well, I'm gonna roll, but. Yeah, okay, 15. Uh, again, these earth locks are nothing for you at this point. Um, uh, you know, I mean, special fancy locks from, you know, like, you know, high-tech organizations are one thing. This is just like a key lock. So, um, yeah, it is, you, you, you can hear the tumblers click into place and you give Benny the signal. It's pro the door's probably going to ding when we walk in, so we might have to move fast. Uh just real quick, if I put my hand to the glass of the door to use as a resonator, can I hear any sound inside? There, we saw the back of a man's head. Could I hear talking? Give me a complex task, girl. Uh, 17. You can hear someone going, come on, come on, come on! Someone's urgent. We have to move in. I, I, uh, okay. I, I open the door, I open the door, we move in. <laughs> All right, you open the door, uh, there is a ringing sound. Yeah. And uh, as you uh, step into the door, um, you hear immediately a gunshot. Oh, and right next to you on the wall, just like an inch away from you, just like the wall, you know, like okay. bullet hits the wall, rocks, you know, kind of a shattering the brick, um, which, which kind of like shatters back at you. Um, and, and you hear someone like, don't move, don't move, don't move. And guy in a ski mask with a gun kind of like, you know, comes rushing towards you. And he's like, I told you to lock the door. And there's another guy, you know, with a ski mask. who's just like, you know, he's like, and I told you I should stay in the car. I, oh, I don't like guns. I want to start training to lava. <laughs> All right, Benny, you're, you're lobbying up. What are the other two of you doing? Department of Investigations, Library Services. <laughs> We got, to, we got these different things happening. <laughs> yeah. um, roll initiative. Oh, good golly. <laughs> I always wanted to say yeah. So good. Oh, just killing it on the... <laughs> Benny's five. Eight for Cadrax. Cadrax is eight. I'm 11. Wow, Ulez, always uh, first. Uh, um, we got it. We've got, we, we take up the ends. It's fine. We got this. <laughs> uh, 
Okay, so that'll be Ulez, Cadrax, uh, and then the robbers, and then Benny. Um, so, Ulez, you step inside. Oh, behind gosh. Benny? Yeah, completely behind Benny. Like, completely. Yeah, that's fine. That's good. Please do that. Um, yeah. Like, even as she's turning to flames, like, Ulez is just taking like, a step or two back. Um, because they really need the cover. Yep. Uh, oh, goodness. This is not my area of expertise. But what I can do is dazzle the asshole who shot their gun at us. Okay. Uh, give me a dazzle roll. Um, your power level is three. Yep. I got to roll 2d6 because I can burn myself out with that one. <laughs> Uh, ooh. This is such a sad move for me. So, six total, and I burnt out. Oh, no! Uh, you burnt out. Um, six total is, unfortunately, uh, a, a failure or a marginal success. <laughs> so, um, he, 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 you know, he was kind of not looking in that direction when you dazzle. <laughs> like, he, like he, he sort of, like, unpredictably turned back and just, like, That's missed the, 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 the light blast. Um... Which and then brings you see up Ulysses lights kind of flicker for a couple of seconds, fritz, and then go dark. Oh, oh no. Oh, I'm well, but oh, there seems to be a malfunction. It's okay, I got you. Cadrax. <laughs> All right. I see man with ski mask with gun was talking to getaway driver. Did I see a gun on getaway driver? Yes. Okay. Then I will perform a complex task with burst. Um, on the firing pins, the guns. Ooh. Uh, okay. Give me a complex task. Ooh. It's just pins and tumblers today, y'all. Just pins and tumblers. Uh, pins 14. And tumblers. I've got investigation checks and we're doing great. <laughs> yeah. Okay, 14 <laughs> against two average handguns. Um, you do not really have much of a problem um, disabling those pins. Um, and, uh, uh, that brings up the first robber who raises his gun at Benny, just right to your face, pulls the trigger and looks at his gun. He's like, God, God, it's jammed. And then he just throws it at you. Um, Benny, make a coordination roll. No, <laughs> I don't move. <laughs> You don't move? No, he just, he threw, I'm not, I know, I just take it. <laughs> okay, you just take it. Yeah. Um, so give me a strength guns. roll. Oh my goodness. Robbers, these are, like, oh my goodness. Like, I respect tenacity, though. Execution style. Yeah. Would you get that? Like, I just, I don't even, I don't want to react. I mean, that's a nine. I don't want to react at all. Like, I just want to just throw it at me. Like <laughs> You just let him throw it at you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it just, it, you know, hits you right in the middle of the forehead. And it's like, you know, it's like kind of like a, really kind of stings, I'm you know. lava. Uh, so, no. <laughs> oh, are you lavaed up? Yeah, right away we walked in, I you said I could, I started turning into lava, and you said that's what I was doing, so I assume. I guess we can say it's taken effect by now. Oh, do you want, okay, if you want me to not be lava, then I will, then I'll. I was going to have it take full effect. Usually, usually takes like a whole turn round, okay. and your turn hasn't come up yet. Okay, um, that's fair. So, I'm, I'm just going to say uh, that that takes two Two points off of you. you okay, well, I would, I would just do that when I thought I was lava. That a nine, 
there'd be oh. a, a then. Do you want to roll your coordination? Yeah, if I wasn't, it, yeah, if I wasn't lava, then it, that's an eight sure. for coordination. Just try to like catch um, it or something. I don't know. Get out of the way. Coordination. Not great. You know what? Okay, it takes one point off of you. Okay. To Eleven. Cool. Uh, it doesn't doesn't quite hit you right in the the, the middle of the forehead. It's more like kind of like hits off the top of your head as you kind of like dunk out of the way. And she's like, dude, what? Second what? guy raises his gun. He's just like, I got this. And he points it at Ulez and just nothing happens. And he was just like, what the hell? And uh, Ulez, he also just throws his gun at you. Oh. Make a coordination roll. Aw. I'm armored up though, so. I am. Uh, how's 11 for you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he just completely misses. You don't even need your armor. Eleven, you just, you know, this is one of those, like, you just, you know, you, you quickly just step to the side yeah. and the gun just hits the wall and falls this to the floor. This is why I took points in coordination. <laughs> yep. That brings up Benny, who is now lavaed up. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, There is there a person behind the register? Who are they... Yeah, Who there is a guy behind out? the register. Um, you can see now that he sort of ducked down. Um, you can't quite see his face, but you sort of see a single man, uh, gray hair, um, hiding behind, uh, you know, down underneath the counter trying to squat. Okay. Um, how far away is that from us? Uh, just a couple of feet. Oh, okay. Um, I, I just want to put myself in between the de- like that guy and the are armed robbers just, yeah. just to be in you between step in front of the counter, uh, you know, kind of block it off. And like yeah. the, the, the burglar sort of seeing your lava form are just like, what the hell, you know, Hi. and do you want to run maybe? Uh, and, and they, they kind of like look, you know, to the door. I'm going to, I'm going like, to start, I'm going to pull a fist back. We've got options, but. Can't, they, they they sort of look at each other and they're like, your friends are blocking the door. Oh, I thought they were already in too. <laughs> maybe, maybe you could politely ask them to step to the side? They kind of look over the door and they look, look to you, Ulez and Kadrax, and they're just sort of like, we'd like to go now. Did they, did they, have, did they get anything from this guy? You cannot tell that at this point. Uh, anyone, do you want to roll to the an investigation roll and see no, if you no, can no, tell? No, no, no. Oh. I turned to the guy. Did they take anything from you? And uh, he peeks his head up, and you can see uh, that this, um, you know, uh, kind of middle late middle-aged man, uh, played by, I'd say, Dan Aykroyd, um, uh, kind of pokes his head up, and he's like, he's like, yeah, they got everything in the register. It, it's, in, it's in a brown paper bag in that guy's pocket, and he points at one of them. Do you want to hand that to my friend real quick? Give me a willpower roll. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Oh, God. On the floor. New die. Okay. Floor dice. Don't they floor know the floor dice. is lava? They, Jeez, they, they, they just didn't get the memo. That's not 11. Uh, and they kind of look at each other, and uh, one of them's just like, you know, no. And the other one's just like, and he takes a brown paper bag out of his pocket, and he kind of like throws it back to uh, the guy behind the counter. Is there um, anything else? The guy, and and the, the, the guy's like, no, that's it. The robber said that, or the the owner? The owner. Oh, okay. Okay, what do you want to do now? I turned to the, the robbers again. We would like to go. Why oh, are you asking me? I'm not in the way. And they turn to you, like, we would still like to go. Oh, 
uh, yeah, uh, kindly do not steal from other people again. And, you know, if you could exist well, I would appreciate that for you. We'll, we'll try. Uh, and then they kind of like turn, you know, and kind of try to scoot past <laughs> y'all. Shoot by. Perhaps exist better. Better, yeah. Correct. That do, is nice. As soon as they're like out the door, I'm like, do we want to stop them? Because like, I feel like we could get like the car from it. Like, Kajak's probably stopped the car. I, I appreciate that you are speaking to the instincts already within me. Yeah. I've done this once before, Rick. Uh, with uh, a certain Curtis Haber. Oh. <laughs> um, they, yeah, like, you know, one of them, like, kind of scooch over the hood, Dukes of Hazard style, and the other one jumps in, and, like, that, they, you know, the car's already running, the doors close, and you, you just hear, like, you know, the rubber burn as the car just, like, starts to fly off the sidewalk and down the street. Now you are going to try and blast the car and knock it out of Well, it was, uh, I also recall the complex task roll into yeah. the engine. Yeah. Okay. Give me a complex task roll. Ideally, before they build up too much speed. Yeah. It's very yeah. dangerous, these vehicles. It's not uh, like you couldn't catch them, but you know, you don't want to, we don't want to work too hard for this. Yeah. 14? Uh, 14. <laughs> um, the engine seizes, you know, just like you hear it just like cut off and, and the car just like, you know, and you see both of those two guys just like, fly, neither one of them wearing their seatbelts and just both smash their faces into the windshield and then just pass out in the front seat. Totally unconscious as the car just now sits in the middle of the street. As soon as they had left, I would like to, I would like to have de delavaed in this poor man's store. <laughs> just, it's like you, <laughs> you You are de lavaing, yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, now those two guys, from your point of view, they are not moving at all. Um, you're having very poor luck with their mechanical devices today. Yeah, man. Um, it seems correlated to their propensity to commit crime. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, but he turned around like, are you, are you okay? Did they like, are you good? Holy smokes. That was amazing. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. I'm much okay. better now. And he looks into the, the bag. He was just like, ah, my money, my money. And, and he like kind of well, pulls the money back out. And it's like, you know, kind of, a, you know, it's like a wad of 20s, a few hundred dollars, yeah. you know, it's like, and he's just kind of like, oh, oh, I love you. And he kind of kisses the money and starts opening up the register and put it back in. And he's like, you know, he's like, y'all. Just made the sandwich of the month club. You, you are free members, oh. free memberships. Every one of you, uh, uh, you all get a free sandwich. Um, okay. You are too uh, kind. Does this club have a large membership? We came here seeking perhaps the membership of one Hector Peralta. Hector Peralta. You know that guy, really big dude, kind of hard of hearing a little. Yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, he's actually a really sweet guy. He comes in here, hmm, I don't know, every three or four days or so and gets a sandwich. Uh, he's never joined the club, but, um, you know, I've been working on him. Maybe next time, you know. Um, uh, really, yeah, really good guy. Um, what about him? He suffered some severe injuries earlier today and we have been investigating the circumstances anything you could 
tell us about your interactions with him would be helpful. And he's like, ah, oh, that's a shame. He's like, ah, oh, oh, is he okay? I hope he's all right. Um, I don't really have many interactions with him. I sell him sandwiches. Um, when was the last time you saw him? Uh, must have been a couple of days ago, I would assume. Um, uh, you know, he, uh, buy sandwiches for me. I think he says uh, he eats them over there, uh, you know, behind the nightclub, Hotlands uh, mm-hmm. over there. Um, it's been closed since that earthquake back in November. The ground in this whole area, you know, uh, a little bit soft or something. So uh, after the quake, the city condemned a whole lot of buildings in this area. The nightclub, uh, the whole retirement community, the roller rink, the high school, a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, I got lucky at this place, though. So it's business as usual at Herman's. Uh, you know, it's like you look at you can see there's like a big crack in the ceiling, like right above him. But uh, you know, he just flashes you that smile. Did he ever speak of having enemies? Did he ever seem distressed when he came to order these sandwiches? Mm, uh, Hector, he's uh, very, very. Calm guy, you know, uh, what do they, what do the kids say? Uh, very, very zen, um, you know, nothing really seemed to rattle him ever. Uh, um, but like I said, I don't really know him very well, uh, you know. Um, I, I, I think, I think he's one of the homeless. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure, uh, he, you know, he, he, he lives maybe, um, in, in the condemned retirement community uh, across the street there, in, uh, you know, um, Golden Gardens? Golden. Gardens. Yeah, Golden, you know, like old people. They are not gold. No, they, they are also not. have flesh. There are old people that are Golden Gardens. I would love to meet them. Oh, well, there's no old people there anymore. There's not supposed to be any people there anymore. That's why they took down the sign and closed the whole gate up. That earthquake apparently messed up all the pipes and the gas and all this stuff. They, they, it's a big community on the other side of that gate. Or, but now it's just totally empty, uh, or it's supposed to be anyway. Wow. Thank you very much. You have been You're lovely. Finished. Well, uh, thank you. You saved my store and my sweet, sweet, lovely money. Oh, yes. Could... Could we make a slight request to being members? Yes. Of your sandwich club? Well, you, are- uh, you see, we are something of, um, uh, oh, what do they say on the movies? Her- heroes. Uh, uh, and what that means is we think it would be incredibly beneficial instead of simply being members of your sandwich club. Could you name a sandwich after us? Absolutely. What's your name? Oh, Ulez Galley. Ulez Galley. That sounds like a great name for um, Turkey Club with Russian. We are unfamiliar with those, but yes. Trust me, I got, I got a gift for naming sandwiches. <laughs> Ulez looks at the sandwich board. Nothing looks recognizable to them. Huh. Yeah, it, it, they're all just very ordinary names. You know, Turkey Club, <laughs> tuna fish sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Well, what's your name? And he points at you, Benny. 
Oh, you don't need to name a sand after me. That's okay. Thank you. Just uh, the, uh, the mysterious Marvel sandwich. Okay, cool. Um, uh, could you give my first sandwich to um, if you've got any other regulars from who who hang out in the golden golden garden? If they, you know, stop by, can someone else have my first sandwich? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. You? Point, points at you, Cadrex. Oh, yes. Uh, how do you make these determinations? What turns one from Caden D'Alto into a sandwich? Uh, we are a club turkey. Or something to that effect. What, I thought you what, could be more of an olive veggie. Oh, yeah. What what changes a bunch of pigments into a painting? You know, it, 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 it's very much a matter of philosophy. And I am the sandwich artiste. The sandwich, sandwichist. I'm going to work on that. Cool. Um, uh, we got to go. Is there anything else you guys need? <laughs> she points at the... Other two. Oh, no, we are well. Uh, if you ever require some private investigation, uh, we have a business. Oh no, we didn't get those made. Uh, well, we are Ulez Galley and exist well. Sorry, what part of town are we in? East, East, East Point. East Point. Mm -hmm. Is this like? This isn't a place that like people would like go when they visit Port Ruby. It doesn't sound like like this is just like. Well, like when the nightclub was open, we used to get a fair amount of visitors, but usually just people come to party at the nightclub. Okay. Why do you think those robbers targeted your bodega? It seems so lovely, and you name sandwiches after people. I don't know. I'll be honest with you. It's, this is the fourth time I've been robbed in four years. Shocking. Yeah. Maybe they just don't like me. It's the same guys? Uh, I think so. Oh, jeez. <laughs> wow. Library services ought to investigate this. Yeah. Library services. Huh. I wouldn't have thought this was in their jurisdiction, but uh, <laughs> I I'll, I'll see if I can make a call. Well, we do have excellent interest. Yes, truly. Okay. <laughs> I think we take off now. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah, and as you're walking out, <laughs> thank you for visiting Herman's. And, you know, just closes the door behind you. Thank you, Herman. Um, and, uh, yeah, when you get outside, you look across the street, and indeed uh, there is, like, kind of a big, wide driveway um, and uh, a couple of stone pillars uh, and a big sort of steel gate that is closed and locked up. And it looks like there's a sign on the gate, but the sign has some kind of tarp kind of strapped over it. And the... Uh, from where you are, you probably see like there's on the other sides of the stone pillars, there is sort of a tall stone wall that kind of gates around what looks like that whole block. Hmm. They have uh, a lot of security. It's nice. Uh, so is what? it, what, what time is it now? Is it getting dark? Uh, I would say, let's see, it was like five o'clock when you were making the thing. That's probably the whole thing. Uh, no, it's, it's, you know, 5.30 or so. It's like mm -hmm. the sun is low in the sky, but there is still light. So what what did what did Hector say to you? He's looking for, it was, I found you. 
I've referenced to the men. Ki- you said the word kill. And then golden. Mm. Anything I'm missing, Rick? Uh, yeah, I guess I could tell you. Uh, he said, you have to stop them. They'll kill them all. And then he okay. said, golden. And died. Okay. That's... I recount it. Okay. There are people in there that require our protection. There there are. I suppose whatever's going on is very bad. You have to stop them. This is that... Are people who need protecting here or people who need stopping here? Both, perhaps. Yes. Okay. Is it like completely gated up or can we just like walk in? No, the gate is closed and locked, just like the other one, kind of like heavy padlock. Fly over though. Ah. Uh, yes. Yeah, for you that's that is true. an option. Yes. Um that's that's what you do? Um yes, but like I think as kind of like Benny in um myself are wrapped around Cadrex. Um, Ulas wants to whisper, the device was complete. I will place it in your right pocket. Excellent. Um, and I, I'd like to think that there's, there's maybe a little directional to their sound for, for absolute self. Uh, what is the contest for... No. The pocket gave... Uh, Cadrax an idea, but they will they will hold it for a while. Intriguing. Um, so you fly, fly over, over the, gate the gate and you land on the other side? Mm-hmm. Um, you find yourself standing uh, in, you know, the middle of this driveway uh, that, you know, normally you would just pass through the gate to get through. Um, and uh, It's a wide street. Uh, there are trees on the other side of it that um, looks like there are, you know, there are lots of trees. It looks like somebody has, you know, landscaped this place to sort of be, you know, an ideal kind of little retirement community. But the trees have not been cared for. Uh, and neither has, you know, you see patches of lawn that have all turned brown in the summer heat. You see the, the trees, you know, have, have lost a lot of leaves and don't look, you know, a lot of them don't look super healthy. Um, do me a favor. Why don't you all three give me investigation rolls? May I make my ping? Yeah, make a ping. Uh, ten. Ten. Six. Six. Sixteen. Um. Okay, Cadrex, you let off your ping. Um. For the area that your ping covers, you do not detect any people, but you, what you are able to pick up is that this place is actually fairly big. This retirement community is something of an entire neighborhood within, within the walls of, uh, you know, inside these gated walls. It's like, you know, it is not just, you know, a block or two. It's a big, expansive area that's got, 
you know, streets and side streets and traffic lights and crossings. And, you know, it's like, it's, 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 you know, you detect its own sewers underground. Like it, it is, you know, it looks like it was once a fairly large, sizable kind of place um, that was, you know, probably pretty fancy and expensive at one point. Um, your one ping, you know, can account for a large part of it. Um, from what you can see at this point where you are standing, you don't pick up any people yet. Um, then with your investigation role, I'm going to say y'all start walking around. Um, the for signs of life, any signs of uh, violence, any yeah, signs of I'm, destruction. Anything lacerated in particular, yes. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, so the first thing you notice is that when you're on this other side of the gate, um, Ulez, with your role, you can see that the lock on the gate has already been kind of broken open. Um, somebody has tried to set it in a chain so that, like, if you looked at it superficially, it would look like it's still locked, but it, it's just busted. Um, and it looks like maybe that front gate has been pried open with a bar or something like that, you know. Um, the rest of the development, like I said, it looks like it, it has not been tended to in some time. The streets, as you start to walk through them, uh, they're kind of starting to fill with garbage and refuse that looks like it is blown in from the wind or perhaps left behind by people squatting here. Um, the houses in the area are badly overgrown uh street signs and fences you know have started to collapse and fall over um presumably unfixed since the earthquake uh that you know that closed this place down some of the intersections are flooded um because it looks like maybe uh leaves and trash have kind of blocked the drainage um you catch some stray cats um, you, you even think, uh, you catch, uh, maybe a few raccoons hiding under porches, porches and in bushes and stuff like that. Um, and, uh, you continue to wander, um, looking for signs of life. Ulez, uh, what did you get? You got... I only got a 10. It's my lowest ten. investigation of the night. You, you pick up, you know, it's like you do find a lot of trash and, you know, as you walk through the streets and with a 10, none of it unambiguously says somebody is living here, but there's so much of it, you know, food wrappers, things like that, you know, it's like you sort of get the feeling that's like this, this would be a lot to blow in just from the wind, you know, through a, through a place that's kind of, you know, got a big brick wall around it. It's like certainly some of this trash could have been here already. It's hard to say. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, you, you, you just get the feeling that it's like other people have probably walked through this street, these streets. Um, uh, you see, you know, some, some of the dirt, you know, that on, on the ground, um, is uneven with a 10, you can't really discern any footprints, you know, not yet, not where you're looking, but, you know, you see some scuff marks that could have been left by cats. They could have been left by people could have been left by trash blowing through the street. Everything is a little ambiguous. Um, and, uh, 
say you're walking around for, I don't know, what did we say it was 530? Yeah. Say you're walking around for a good hour looking for signs of life. Okay. And, you know, this place, like I said, it's huge. It's got like, you know, it's probably like, you know, at least, you know, square mile or two and uh it's you know it's got all kinds of you know like it's got a gr- its own grid and streets and stuff like that and you're just kind of walking up and down them like looking looking for anything that might say people and, and and the sun is just starting to disappear over the horizon it is let's say just starting to get dark uh whoops um well, i don't know what happened to my night but um oh because your video source has changed Oh, my video source is screwed up. All right. I'm going to leave mine where it is for now. Um, you are and, our light. Yeah. As uh, it starts getting dark, um, you uh, we're starting to get the feeling, you know, that you are not picking anything up. Um, at that moment... From somewhere behind you, off in some thick trees or bushes or something, a massive energy blast just shoots out of the bushes and hits Cadrax directly. Um, Cadrax, you have 10 stamina. Um, I have right now. This is a surprise attack. You have absolutely no defense against this. And it is just the most painful thing that you have felt in a long while. You just feel the energy ripple through your body. All of your muscles just tense up. Like every inch of you is screaming. Your heart stops. You fall to the ground. You gasp for air and you die that same blast is so powerful it knocks Ulez and Benny right off of your feet onto the ground um Benny you hit the ground and as you kind of start to, you know, like what the hell's going on? Cause this is all happening. Like within a second, you feel a pair of hands on your shoulders and you feel this drain as your power level sort of starts to fall. I will say you try to start lobbing up, but nothing happens. Les, as you hit the ground, suddenly the concrete around you breaks and these roots come up and just wrap themselves around your limbs, pulling you hard down to the street. Benny, Ulez, you can see three figures moving around in the shadows surrounding you. And we will pick up right there next week. Holy heck. This episode really was to die for. Oh. Oh. <laughs> God, you can kill Sam and they still pull Oh, um, wow. Murdered. All right. Uh, we're off to a great start. <laughs> no. 
Well, I mean, you know, relatively speaking. Um, well, okay, maybe not relatively speaking. But um, yeah, we'll pick up right there uh, next week. Um, this 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 was a fantastic uh, season premiere. Thank you so much, y'all, and thank you to everybody uh, in chat who stuck with us. I guess this one's going to come in a little bit under time. But uh, but that's me making up to you uh, last season how many games went painfully over. <laughs> yeah. So you know it all evens out in the end. You know, um, surely, yeah. time karma. Mm-hmm. Um, don't call me Shirley. Uh, so um, yeah, uh, let's go around the table. Uh, tell the good people uh, where they can find you, starting with uh, Sam Delev. Hi, I'm Sam Delev. I have been. Cadrax, Effer Singer, and Choir Beyond Will It, I Still Will Next Week, We Will Find Out. Until such time, please catch all of my role-playing, performing, variety streaming throughout the Twitchernet, um, the schedule for which is twitch.tv slash delevely, D-E-L-E-V-E-L-Y, with all of my one-offs, at Tchaikovsky, C-H-A-I-K-O-V-S-K-Y on Twitter. Um, please catch me and be in Seven Riven, where we are not these characters. We are very different people in a very different system, but you know what stays the same? Uh-oh, dice. Uh-oh, dice are beautiful. Yes. Please catch the finale of uh, Seven Raven tomorrow here on Q Times at 6 p.m. Caitlin Bruder. Hi, I'm Caitlin Bruder, uh, and you can find me on Twitter at KKAMABR and uh, over on twitch.tv slash rule of lore, where we are in the final the second half of our final season of Infinite Horizon. We came back two weeks ago. We had to take a week off because of scheduling and health stuff, but we'll be back Wednesday, 6 p.m. Pacific. Um, I started putting out exclusive content on coffee, so if you want to see my sketchbook, my digital sketchbook, you can check that out. I'm excited about it. There's a lot of pages. I draw more than I realize, so that's fun. Um, and then also just not to you know end on a dour note, but there's been some sh- shitty stuff happening in Minneapolis in my city again. Um, pay attention to it. People are obviously there's protests, whatever. The the man who was killed was you know it's, it's all very bad. But there's been protests and stuff, so do what you can to support the the um, protesters if they need bail and things like that. And just pay attention. Bad things are happening. Uh, sorry. <laughs> No, no, it's, you know, more important than any game. Um, And, uh, 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 yeah, last but uh, obviously not least, the fabulous B. Zelda. I like to think that you forgot what my name was in that moment. Uh, But with that being said, yeah, you there, human. You there, Ulez in real life, whoever you are. (laughs) Ulez. Ulez, yeah. I like that. I have been your non-binary busy B. You can find me on Twitter as at B underscore Zelda, podcaster, streamer, community manager for Adventures League. Um, tomorrow, as Sam said, is the finale for Seven Raven, where I play the minstrel bard Yakub, the most impressive goblin you'll ever meet. Back Tuesday is also the finale over on Saving Throw Show, where I am uh, finishing our game of Avatar Legends RPG. Will these children find out if their slutty dad is alive? Tune in to find out. I also stream a shit ton more, so if you are interested, check out my Twitter, where I have my schedule posted. Ah, uh, slutty dad. Just like the real uh, last year. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. 
Uh, I'm Rick Budd. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at rbud913. Uh, you can follow the show at Powerplay RPG. I will be back here next week uh, with th- these uh, three incredible human beings, plus one more incredible human being, the amazing Omar Najam, who will be joining us once again. Um, uh, before we sign off, I want to throw a thank you uh, to uh, Nico DeRoyne, um, our uh, culture carrier, uh, who has been advising me on uh, matters of indigenous culture. Uh, folks, It more than just, you know, making sure you get it right for respect reasons, uh, Nico has given me like all kinds of great ideas that I would have never had on my own. So, you know, it, it, it's sort of, you know, this is weird. Whoever would have thought this. It, it pays to talk to people who know what they're talking about about stuff. You know, like, um, so thank you, Nico. And uh, once again, I am, I'm going to throw out another plug for Reservation Dogs. Definitely check out that show um, and uh, 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 help that succeed so there can be more uh, indigenous folk on television. Um, and uh, that's it. I will see you next week uh, on that. We will say the theater goes dark and we are in Baronsdale in 1776. It is night, and we are on the stretch of shoreline that will someday be called Henton Beach. Cannon fire fills the air, uh, and in the moonlight, the shape of warships off the coast are just barely visible. Then, two soldiers in blue coats, a tall one and a shorter one, uh, come running up the beach. Uh, The tall one says, "Uh, well, there goes Port Ruby, and the short one goes... um, what do we do now? Go, go go back and regroup with the others? And the tall one says, no way. We wait things out and maybe slip away after the fighting is done. And the short one shrugs. Wait things out where? And the tall one looks around. Uh, I don't know. And at that moment, a cannonball hits a rock outcropping just above the beach, only a few dozen yards away. And they both jump. Uh, but then the short one goes, hey, look at that. And he points at the rock outcropping that was just hit, and there is kind of a faint red-orange flicker coming from a crack between the rocks, as if there was a fire burning behind them. And the tall one says, What the hell is that? Is there somebody up there? And the short one says, I don't know, but we can't stay here. They break for the rock outcropping, and when they get closer, they can see that the cannonball has blasted open uh, the mouth of a very narrow cave. And they peer in and they see that the flicker is coming from inside. They exchange uncertain glances and then they both enter and carefully head towards the source of the flickering light. After a few dozen yards, they stop and both of their eyes just go wide. And the tall one says, what is that? And the short one kind of crosses himself. He's like, I don't know. Maybe we should leave. They turn and run back towards the entrance. When they're just a few feet away, they hear the whistle of another cannonball. And the short one cries out, oh, God, no. And the cannonball strikes. There's an explosion. And the two of them can only watch as the entrance to the cave collapses. And we cut to black. Thanks for playing with us. Hey everyone, it's Caitlin. If you liked what you heard, please leave a review on iTunes or whatever podcast app you use. 
Your review helps other fans find the show, which really helps us out too. And if you're looking for other ways to support Powerplay, follow us on Twitter at PowerplayRPG for news about merchandise, giveaways, and everything else we do.